You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 167 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in the lounge studio this evening is my co-host Matt Smith. Yeah, well, hello everyone. This is really rather quite glamorous and nice in here, isn't it? It's the lounge studio. Well, we were, we're not far from where we were last no, week. In fact, actually, it's, uh, it's literally behind it's here. behind the curtains. Behind the curtain. yeah. um, but it, it was really nice this afternoon and then it got darker and then it got darker and then yeah and then it rained then it a bit rained. And yeah absolutely so uh, we we're inside this evening yes and, indeed uh, yeah so we, we are out we're, we're in here anyway mm. so a big welcome to everyone who's joined us on the show this evening loads of uh, loads of <laughs> lucky listeners in the chat room this evening we've got uh, Cheryl lucky listeners <laughs> Cheryl Mandrake <laughs> is in the uh, chat room Dan Hannington Dave Abbey Owen is in the chat room Liz Piper our main man, Micah, uh, Mariana, Mark Harvey, Masha, uh, we've got Myla, and, uh, and oh, Thomas Mandrake as well. We've got a very room. quick hi and bye from Jenny Parkinson in oh, Rome. Oh, hello, Jenny. Oh, but not from Rome, but from the Italian lakes. Now going out oh, for very dinner. Nice. Uh, very nice. But we'll watch on YouTube later. Oh, hi, Jenny. Oh, yeah, anyway, sorry, carry on. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes, but we have also got someone joining us in the living room studio this evening indeed he's one of our popular guests on the show and uh, all the ladies love him he's our <laughs> favorite harp jet uh, flight attendant so welcome on the show owen hey guys how are things good to be back on the show again oh yeah no it's two weeks in a row you made made the trek across the uk to come and join us it mm. is quite a trek isn't it yeah we are out in the middle of the way to be fair it's only an hour and a half's worth of middle of nowhere for you but well, well that's true yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely anyway unlike our next guest however who has been to these fair shores <laughs> uh but it's a considerably uh, a considerably longer journey for him to come and join us so it gives me great pleasure to welcome onto the show great pleasure the, yeah no it does genuinely oh, okay. give me great pleasure because uh, i mean it is a sort of seat, seat of the pants Matt's going to spend most of the show being terribly nervous but nevertheless it's great it's a great pleasure to welcome the legendary Captain Al have we started yes yes <laughs> yeah here we go here yes, he is oh good good yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We played it's a jingle. Eleven minutes late then. Yeah. Marvelous. <laughs> okay, come on. It's only eleven, 11 minutes. minutes I've late. managed to, you know, yeah, I've managed to drag myself halfway around the world and back to to get here just in time to see the farce that was the first eleven minutes of the show. <sighs> How rude! <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, seriously, it's great to be here as usual. Um, you'll have to excuse the tire. I've been to uh, Naples and back, and then came over from from Leeds back home just to be on the show. Very oh, that is oh, halfway around the world. Dedication, dedication. That is. Yeah. So uh, you say you've been to what? You've been to Naples uh, today. Is that was that uh, quite nice there, Al? No, I hate the place to be honest. Oh it's really? An absolute nightmare of an airport. <laughs> Nothing happens in the right order or the right time. Um, yeah, definitely agree with that. To say it's quite frustrating. <laughs> wow. Is it a challenging airport to fly into, Al, or is it just a challenging airport all round? Yeah, it's just a challenge. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> indeed, it's not an, not not on Al's top ten of uh, of favourite places yeah, to go to no, fly to. No, yeah. well, from an aviation point of view, someone built some mountains at one end of the runway and built a city at the other. <laughs> right. Okay. Very Shot convenient. A volcano to one side of it for good measure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then put a load of Italians in charge of it. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds like a very magical combination of uh, of joy, frankly. <laughs> so we've also got uh, we've got uh, uh, the legend that is 
uh, Don Sebastian, the yep. pre-buy guy. He's joined hey, us in the chat room. Hello, Don. Greetings to you as well, Don. I expect he's doing a pre-buy on some oh, multi-million yeah, some, yeah, some dollar exotic jet, jet somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I expect, yeah. yeah. We've got loads of news to get through on the show tonight. Some really interesting stories. Don, including... is the window open or closed tonight? You've confused me now. Well, Don normally gives us a running commentary as to whether the window's <laughs> open or closed in whatever vehicle he's in, doesn't he? So I was just wondering, you know, just making idle conversation as you do, you know. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, yes, that, I think I think that must have been. I think that it, to be to be honest, it, I, I think that must have been one of my highlights of of the APG that we did the panel thing. It was just I don't know why we weren't getting a feed from from Don, but that, what? Oh, that was so funny. That was so funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was so, that was a lot of fun. So yes, we have got. As I said, we got news stories we've got uh, no segment from pip this week he's gone awol don't Walk know where in? he is he'll probably t- <coughs> turn up in the chat room just before the end of the show oh, right, like right, we did last okay. week <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. probably turn up on skype we've yeah. got <laughs> don't, uh, don't. <laughs> we've, we've got a few little splatterings of some military news uh, okay. including one about some vintage aircraft as well mm-hmm. and uh, we've also got some listener feedback which we is received it today is yeah, it, it's yes, great. Yes, yes it will be a great aircraft with some description yes we've got some <laughs> listener feedback that we had sent in uh, by one of the listeners today didn't we receive that um it's on the email Matt, oh well you sorry i was just oh, was like, if i miss something it's just as well i produce <laughs> you know produce stuff ready for the show isn't okay, it okay you know? right yes fair enough yes and obviously obviously we've got to al to to you know to to boost morale during the show just in case. to chair the podcast yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah so, so um, I think we better start the show. Yeah, okay. All so right. we are going to start the oh, show. Oh, a bit of housekeeping. Oh, it's, sorry, it's, it's now quarter sorry. past. Yes. yes, it's now uh, quarter past something or other. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, the, it's the 2nd of June. That is, yeah, 2nd of We're June We're into yeah. June, guys and girls. Yeah, how did nearly, that happen? It's nearly the summertime. Yeah. It is the summertime. <laughs> well, this We've is close. We've already had a, gar- <laughs> a garden. <laughs> this is close to... Have you seen out here? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it just looks glorious at the moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just looks bright and shiny. It looks glorious. Absolutely. This is the closest we'll probably get to summer to be fair yeah. you know thunderstorms <laughs> yeah, we what's the weather like where you are actually Al what's it, what's it been like well not in, no, not, not not in, in your rooms <laughs> well right where I am it's crap right but where I was earlier it was quite nice okay. so <laughs> okay. um, contrary to popular belief it does actually sometimes uh, be sunny in Leeds and wow. uh, I think that was today Wow, that was your mm. annual your annual day. <laughs> yeah. Your annual day of sun has been and gone. <laughs> Hello, Barbara. She's joined us in the chat as well. Apparently, uh, Don's going sailing. Ooh, yeah, a bit of a different, it different uh, line of uh, enjoyment there. It is. Anyway, oh, sorry. It's a float so, plane. <laughs> it's a float plane. Yeah, it's going yeah, on a float plane. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Any, anyway, it is. Uh, sorry, the housekeeping is. It is the second of June, uh, twenty seventeen, and it is quarter past seven. Uh, today, which is when we are recording. Mm. So it's uh, we're going to start the show, and as we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. I am. And if you're ready, Owen. I'm ready. And if you're ready, the captain, that is Al. Yeah, I, I presume there's some sort of email for this that I should be looking at. No, I, I mean, that, that'd, that'd be nice, right yeah, yeah, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Let's we'll, go. We'll take that as a yes, shall we? Let's go. So kicking off this week's first news story, we're going to 
start this one off uh, with a kind of breaking news. Uh, so this is not on the not on our show notes, but it's uh, one that came up on Sky News feed whilst we were having our evening meal earlier. Yeah. Uh, but this is uh, some more news regarding the wonderful uh, Never, or as we know, British Airways here in the UK. So, according to uh, Sky News, this was uh, about uh, half an hour ago now. Mm. Uh, so, have BA... they found the missing fifty pence for the meter? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, not no. quite, Al. <laughs> no, indeed. Uh, even worse for anyone wanting to travel with BA. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> British Airways cabin crew are going to stage a four-day strike. Oh no! So they're going to strike. <laughs> As, uh, for four days as part of a pay dispute uh, they're going to walk out uh, on June the 16th um, for four days uh, this is all due to uh, a pay agreement with, uh, with through their union um, there have been uh, already been several days of industrial action over pay of staff in the so-called mixed fleet who joined the airline in recent years uh, an offer aimed at ending the dispute was rejected last week. Uh, Unite, uh, who is the union for BA, said the planned walkout was prompted by BA's president uh, or persistent uh, refusal to restore the travel concessions that airline management had been withdrawn from those who took part in strike action. Uh, a spokesperson, Howard Beckett, has said that it's disappointing that BA is taking such an approach when we are close to bringing this dispute to a conclusion. Um, but that's, uh, like I said, that's four-day walkout. That's due to start on the 16th of June. I mean, so anyone flying with BA <laughs> yeah. around that time needs yeah. to be uh, a little bit, um, yeah... Digi- uh, well, they need to be walking too, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Because I mean, they've had no trouble at all uh, over this last sort of week, really, as far as oh, uh, flights and things. Kind of, I mean, everything's gone very smoothly, hasn't it's it? It's shifted yeah. from United Airlines <laughs> yeah. to BA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the focus has yeah. has moved to one side, certainly. But so, uh, uh, so moving on to the stories that we've got in hand. So mm. the first story then is on the Guardian dot uh, com site. And uh, it's a new story that um, most people I would have thought was seen pictures of online. Yeah. It's uh, Microsoft co-founder unveiling the world's biggest plane. Uh, so Paul Allen's Strato Launch, which has a 117-metre wingspan, is designed to send satellites into orbit. The world's biggest plane has been launched by the Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen. The six-engine dual-hulled strato-launch aircraft is designed to launch satellites into orbit, launching the satellites on rockets while the strato-launch is in flight. It has the advantage of saving fuel, comparing to sending them into orbit from a launch pad. It's designed to carry a rocket and a payload with a combined weight of up to 250,000 kilos, and when uh, in development was expected to cost $300 million, although whether it came in on budget has not been revealed. Uh, the Strata launch was built by Scaled Composites and is similar in form and function to Scaled uh, air Scaled's aircrafts uh, built to ferry spaceships into the air and release them for uh, independent rocket rides beyond the atmosphere, a service Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic intends to offer to paying passengers. There are no plans for the Strato launch to carry humans for business or research. Uh, the twin fuselage aircraft incorporates engines, landing gear, avionics and other parts from a pair of Boeing 747 jets, coupled with a frame, wings and skin, handmade of lightweight composites, and it's got 28 wheels. Uh, the plane will be larger than Howard Hughes's 1947 H4 Hercules, known as the Spruce Goose, and the Antonov, Antonov AN-225, a Soviet-era cargo plane originally built to transport the Buran space shuttle that was the world's largest aircraft. 
It's not the first space venture by Allen, who co-founded Microsoft with Bill Gates. His diverse business portfolio includes the Spaceship One project that sent a fellow business up our billionaires into space. Uh, Spaceship One was the first privately built aircraft to enter suborbital space. It won the uh, it won Allen and his partners the Ansari X Prize, a competition worth ten million, uh, which started. Uh, which was started by uh, the XPRIZE Foundation. It's also served as the template for Branson's Virgil, uh, Virgil Galactic Spaceship One. This beer is having a right effect on me, I tell you. Is it? Hangs right. next to the Spirit of Lou, uh, St. Louis in the Smithsonian Milestones of Flight Gallery in Washington, D.C. Now, the Matt, you put the pictures of this on uh, while I was doing the story mm. there. It's, um, well, it's I, interesting. I, I love how there's there's this whole little um, like where, where it's been the cut out beautifully to, uh, to to enable the aircraft to get in and out of the hangar really easily. I just, it's <laughs> yeah. Got, yeah, it's, it's it looks like something that you've seen in a jigsaw puzzle where they've taken out a few pieces just so that it fits. Like I mean, do you think that was an afterthought when they built it all? And yeah. like, oh, flipping out. How <laughs> yeah. are we going to get it? <laughs> yeah, how are we going to get the, the things? I mean, it's weird, isn't it? It looks like two aeroplanes that have been bolted together. A bit. Is. I just yeah. think I just think in the air aerodynamically that I just think there'd be a hell of a lot of flex in that center section where the two kind I mean of I'm sure they've thought about yeah, that yeah, it just looks you know if you could like uh, that that also has to hold a satellite or yeah some yeah. plus like there's that. no nose cones they they're not very aerodynamic yeah, either. Yeah, they're, they're, no. <laughs> I hope there's a toilet no. in each half because I mean that's heck of a, an issue if you've got to go to yeah, all the way through that wing section. Yeah, absolutely, go to the toilet. You're in the wrong bit. Yeah. <laughs> how would that even work? Yeah, yeah. What how it works is control otherwise. Yeah, I've got to say you got two flight decks. Yeah, yeah. six engines, two flight decks. Just <laughs> uh, one control one side and the other the other. Goodness, only and you'd knows. need you'd need yeah. an incredibly wide runway, I think, to to. Take, you know, to get this aircraft off, I think. Well, it's, it's not really the wingspan that's really. It's uh, fairly wide, though. On the pictures here, it's. Um, it does look like a bit of a beast. Absolutely. Mm. What's the chat room? What they probably the put. They probably put this? it on a platform like they did the space shuttle, and then haul it out to the runway and drop it down there. Mm. <laughs> As <laughs> you do. Actually, we might just uh, point out while we're on the subject of wonderful aircraft and stuff. Oh lord. That, oh, it's an Airbus uh, feature. So <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm all ears now. Yeah, indeed. that uh, we have. We've got someone in the chat room actually who has uh, just secured quite a nice uh, boot into the world of flying. She has. Uh, I don't think we should say. Um, she's she's uh, joined a very prestigious UK, uh, very well. It's kind of UK and um, elsewhere based uh, low cost carrier. We shall right. say. Okay, fair enough. And, yeah, uh, but so very exciting. I know yeah. very exciting news from Myla, who's uh, who's got her big wings now. We'll say. Yeah. We'll say. So congratulations exciting. to you, Myla. On, very big uh, congratulations. The yeah. British as a kangaroo, Carlos. Oh <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> definitely well, not British. Well, I wasn't going to say who. But right. No, okay. My, yeah. Well, I think we all know who Myla. Well, you can because she's left now. Anyway, she's gone for cake. Oh, she's gone right. for cake. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair so, enough. Um, yeah. so yeah. So congratulations. To Myla, she's uh, she's uh, done very well. She has her. indeed, she's, absolutely. She's been studying. She's been kind of like not in the chat room for a, a kind of few, uh, quite a few yeah. weeks now. So uh, that's where she's been uh, been off to. Ooh. 
Indeed, yeah. absolutely. So anyway, on to the next story, uh, and this is on the independent.ie, uh, so it's this, uh, uh, the Irish uh, Independent, and it's in the travel section, and the headline is uh, basically that Ryanair introduces a 60-day advance check-in, but there is a catch. Really? Uh, indeed, yeah, Ryanair is allowing customers to check in up to 60 days ahead of their flight, it has announced, uh, provided that they buy allocated seats. Pre-booked seats costs from €2.00 for rows 6 to 15 and 18 to 33 7 euros for rows 2 a b and c to 5 and 11 euros uh, for extra legroom rows 1 2 d e and f and 16 and 17 customers who do not wish to reserve seats may check in for free between four and two hours before departure and will randomly be assigned seats passengers who do not purchase seats are not guaranteed seats together children under 12 get free reserve seats but at least one adult travelling with them needs to have purchased an allocated seat in rows 18 to 30 the airline says adults purchasing such seats are charged four euros double the standard rate Hmm. Uh, early check-in for passenger pu- passengers purchasing seats had previously been 30 days. Um, we are pleased to introduce 60-day check-in for customers who purchase an allocated seat, the latest customer initiative as part of our Always Getting Better program, doubling the check-in window and providing more choice to consumers, said Kenny Jacobs, its Chief Marketing Officer. AGB, or Always Getting Better, is Ryan's, Ryanair's Always Getting Better program of customer service improvements, which now now is in its fourth year. Other recent always getting better improvements and announcements have included connecting flights at Rome uh, with uh, more airports to follow, uh, flight discounts uh, for certain types of students that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. The Erasmus and, thank, Oh right, the Erasmus <laughs> students. And what are the Erasmus students? Why are they so special? Well, because they, they uh, switch other pop colleges. groups are available. Other, yeah, you know, that's, that's I a I hadn't even heard of, yeah. and I'm a, I'm a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> okay, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yes, and the sale of 20 long-haul Air Europa routes on its website, and the new package holiday service. This week, Ryanair announced that its full-year profits had driven 6% uh, to over 1.3 billion euros, with its average fares down 13% to 41 euros. So this is something um, that um, obviously you've been able to buy the pre-book your seats with Ryanair yeah. for a while now. Mm. Um, but the six, because you used to be able to check in, I think it was 24 hours. 24 hours before your flight, you could check in originally with them. Um, I you could do it a bit before. Was you it, could do it, it, was it, week, it, was it was a week before. and yeah. then it went down before. to four yeah. days if you didn't buy a seat. Right. And now it's gone up to 60 days if you buy the ones with the extra leg extra room. leg room which is okay, the overing exit right. seats and rows one I just said it. rows okay. one well. and uh, two DEF yeah, I mean, anyway, okay. I mean, they've had enough free advertising. I think we should just sort of move on, really. <laughs> just, just, you know. They get a slot every week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> every single week. Just a, yet another complication into the whole process. Just when, you, you know, it used to be quite simply, you just bought a ticket, didn't you? And, yeah. And everything just Then you happened. get on a plane. Yeah. N- now there's just an unlimited number of variables. <laughs> but it, yeah. ju- it just, uh, and no two airlines are the same, you know. Yeah. Do you check in online? Do you not check in online? When can you check in online? Can you do it yesterday? Do you have to do it tomorrow? <laughs> 
do you do it before you travel after yeah, you travel is there a fee is there no fee do i put my bag in do i take my bag with me what yeah. can i have it just goes on and on and on doesn't it indeed yeah. yes a little bit yes it, yeah. that's it, half the stress of traveling yeah, which, which is just why researching yeah. which, which is why you, if, you, do. if you asked anyone around the world and put the hands up how many people read the t's and c's the entire way through I think you'd uh, you'd be hard pushed to find you know just how many people do find a T's and C or read the T's and C's when they purchase a ticket online. Yeah, because I don't. No, I <laughs> no. do because yeah. I've been caught out so oh, many dear. times. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got loads of time. Yeah, yeah. I kind of look at them and yeah, you know, kind of skim read them. Yeah, yeah. So the next story moving on is for you, Owen. Uh, this is from theguardian.com again, and it says British Airways IT failure, experts doubt power surge claim. Data center leaders question BA chief executive statement that worldwide disruption was caused by a power surge. Alex, uh, sorry, experts have, sorry, <laughs> let's start that again. Yes. <laughs> Alex Cruz, BA's chairman and chief executive on Monday said the power surge was so strong it rendered the backup system ineffective. But multiple data center designers have told The Guardian that a power surge should not be able to bring a data center, let alone data center and its backup, down. It's either a bad design or there's more to the story than just a power surge, said James Williams, uh, chief executive of data center consultancy FutureTech. You have something specifically uh, that you build into a data center called surge protection, which is there to protect against exactly this type of incident. You also have an un- uninterruptible power supply, uh, UPS, as part of its job is, and part of its job is to condition the power, i.e., smooth out the peaks and flows in current. Between those and a quality earthing system, you should be protected from power surges, Williams said. Andy Hurst, special products director for the data center builder Sudlows, said it was shocking just how many data centers lacked the resilience to deal with common problems. A number of failures could have resulted in the downtime, he said. Some organizations invest millions in IT equipment but seem to overlook the infrastructure required to ensure the IT equipment is kept running with no power outages. According to the report in The Times, SSE and UK Power Networks, the two electricity companies that provide uh, energy to the area in which BA (coughs) has its data centre... Sorry. You're right. You're right there. <laughs> Carlos Sorry. is. Uh, I don't know. I think can he's we, trying can to. We br- can, we can, can we cut that yeah, and start that again? I think he's trying to breathe no. in his beer. Just, here, car- just carry on, Owen. Yeah. That's fine. Just carry on from where you have a beer fast here. enough yeah. there, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I've got the giggles now. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so he said the, t- the two uh, companies that provide energy to the a- area in which BA has a data centre denied there had been a power surge. The real problem, said Matthew Bolch, managing director of Bite Mark uh, Hosting, was not what happened when the power went off, but what happened when it was turned back on. He asked, when, the la- when was the last time somebody tested, uh, test rebooted a crucial database or executed a procedure like restoring a server? Was there pressure to say, it'll only take an hour when really it will take a day? Barry Elliott, director of Capital Line Consultants, said power surges were easy to protect against, but still a regular problem. We've had 12 years experience in designing and auditing data centres, and we've seen that after catastrophe IT problems, power problems are the second most common cause of data centre outages. 
The airline industry is notorious for running outdated infrastructure long after standards have improved. In December, for instance, it was revealed that passenger booking systems used by multiple airlines were easy prey for hackers. Woman said that the sort of outdated infrastructure that could lead to a data center being brought down by a power surge was unlikely to be limited to travel industry. If you saw the amount of old infrastructure that this country is hanging off onto, or hanging, hanging off of, you wouldn't sleep at night, he said. We're leading, uh, we were leading the communications curve back 20 years ago, and the problem is that now that means that much of our infrastructure is hanging off a 25-year-old backbone. Some data centers are reaching the end of the life, and how do you refurbish that when you can't turn it off? Like turn my phone. Off. What was that about turning it off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Perfectly I mean, timed. Yeah, indeed. You could have done that better. Now, if you Mariana tried, really. yeah. is uh, in the chat room. Mariana's put that, because um, I said, what do the guys in the chat room think about yeah. this whole story? You know, what the, <coughs> the power outage and stuff. Mariana's put sabotage, uh, as is her guess. Um, but just, you know, with a massive, to be massive, crucial system like I, this. I, I had a conversation, um, well, I think, I think I had it with you, I think, actually, Al, didn't I? And, uh, and to be brutally honest, I genuinely don't believe a single word of it. I don't think that any kind no, of no, power... Absolutely, you're absolutely correct. I've, I've got uh, BA's IT expert here, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he seems to... make a statement. Yeah, absolutely, yes. <laughs> what would he like to say on the matter? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's very oh, good. That's very <laughs> wise words. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I've yeah. had conversations with people. Well, enough. That speaks more sense than some of the statements that, uh, yep. that have come out. Because, uh, candidly, I find it incredibly hard to believe that an organisation such as British Airways mm-hmm. has, you know, two data centres very close to, or the only two data centres geographically very close to each other, one down the road from each other. Mm. And uh, you, you might as well just plug the whole thing into one 13-amp plug for <laughs> yeah, that matter. Basically, exactly, yeah. Yeah. this is the issue, isn't it? People were going mental at the well, airport. Candidly, I, I just can't help but feel that... I mean, you, you're, I would have hate to have been, you know, one of the check-in people at the uh, BAs. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have a tough day. They were gonna, they had an incredibly tough yeah. day. But uh, no, as I mean, as as Sam was, as as, as Captain Al was saying, I mean, it's just it, I, I don't I don't get it. I genuinely don't get it. I mean, I've I've done enough of my sort of, of uh, like data uh, systems. Uh, <laughs> he really is a chip off the old block, isn't he, Al? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably can't see, but I've been handcuffed. Right, okay. <laughs> as you do, yeah. It's uh, a yeah, chain to be doing the show with us, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's the only way we can get him on the show. <laughs> but uh, you know we've got we've got Josh in our uh, on our mitts here. You see, you sort of change with the desk so he can't escape. But uh, do you think that uh, do you think that you know when when the Spectrum Plus Two went out of date that BA <laughs> forgot to upgrade to uh, to Windows yeah. ninety eight or something or um, I know. I, 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 I these big organisations are going to admit to being hacked, are they? They're no. not going to admit to commercial sabotage or anything like that. No. So it is it is one of those sort of areas where they're going to go, well, yeah, it, it was a power surge. Yeah. And everybody else that he throws going, really? Well, nothing's happened here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's funny that all of the other airlines, you know, infrastructures weren't mm. affected by this power surge, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's well, and also, I mean, I don't know where these data centres are held, but I mean, I was under, <laughs> in, under the impression that their <laughs> IT resources had been farmed out. 
um, that they weren't Actually, necessarily that, that local anymore. Yeah, I read but, that as um, well. Anyway, I mean, but by the by, I mean, it's just, I, I just, I, there's too many systems that went down and were affected by this and power surge. Not just in the UK. No, indeed. Worldwide. This is it. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, mean I, I think the, the, the problem is, is that if they really do have all of their, their data held in two data centres within yeah. half a mile of each other, yeah, something someone wrong. for that decision need, needs to be taken out yeah, and, and educated. Yeah, um, Because, you know, most people or most organisations will have their data centres spread over vast geographies. Yeah. Absolutely. distances yeah. you know different countries different continents mm. for this very reason you know i mean if the whole of the uk was to suffer some sort of you know power blackout yeah. then a lot of organizations would still be able to continue globally yeah. because you know they're canadian or indian or wherever yeah. data yeah, center yeah, would yeah. be still functioning they, they just switch the of the world wide web was it not that was indeed exactly what it was designed for and of course yeah. i mean uh, d- data communication between um you know you know i mean bandwidths and everything are a, a million times what they used to be I I mean, you know, you go even if you go back five years. I mean, you know, people in their homes now can have ridiculously high-speed broadband connections. We were just so, marvelling about your uh, telephone system in. Uh, we in were, work. yeah, absolutely, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it's that same sort of thing. You, you see, I mean, our, our phone system is a cloud phone system. I can be, I can be in. Um, in fact, actually, because when, when I when I'm because I got to go to the states. Um, I got to go to New York in november have um, you i know and uh, and i've got to literally go out there we're actually taking one of we've got a cl- one of these cloud based uh, based phone systems you can plug it into that that box uh, connect to any wi-fi system and then you can answer the phone as if you're here in bungie you know and i and i'm in america you know and i mean we we don't have like mass data centers and all this kind of thing <laughs> but you know i mean our website exists on two different servers admittedly they are um you know both with the same company but nevertheless you know do you know what i mean it's just none of it makes <laughs> none of it makes sense none of it makes sense at all uh, in fact actually josh is making an awful lot more sense surely surely yeah surely to goodness someone at ba must have realized that having you know there too and presumably because of the amount of carnage that this has you know yeah undertaken after the event they're two only data centers within yeah. well let's just say a mile and be generous for each other um <laughs> must have been some sort of you know gross mess up yeah I mean, it just it just doesn't. It, as I say, it's it's a PR nightmare. It's about to get even worse thanks to a four-day strike that I'm surprised, to be honest. BA are not paying through the nose yeah. to just make yeah, go away the, the at the people moment. At United paid the dark web to organise this to take the pressure off them. Oh, they might have done. Yes, that, 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 that is a serious option. Oh, I mean, yeah. that is a genuinely serious option. So let that be. So, a, let that be a warning yeah. to you, BA. Yeah. Install malware. Yeah. So to, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, to be brutally honest, I think they've been hacked. I yeah. think somebody has has uh, broken into their system, breached security, brought their system But it just goes to show, doesn't it, something like that, that can yeah. bring... Uh, in into- yeah, one of the busiest absolutely. airports in the world yeah. to but, but, but you see this, yeah. is, this, is the th- this is the point that Al's making it's no, no, ridiculous no, yeah, got it didn't bring the airport to oh that's true it yeah, it does, just just yeah. 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 yeah true absolutely so everything else was and well, of course everybody else was being bumped onto other flights weren't they I mean this is it I mean Woo-hoo. you know everybody's <laughs> flights were really busy as a result of, of, of I'm getting BA passengers great yeah I bet they were really happy to be yeah. um, flying with Harpjet I'm quite sure I'm quite oh, yeah. they're willing to spend money and that's okay well yeah alright okay, they, yeah. they all brought those uh, extra legroom seats and got the oh yeah and, and their fancy <laughs> wallets yeah <laughs> 
They're Gucci so moving wallets on. and bags. Yeah. To yes. the next story. On okay. the, I really, I was enjoying that story. On the, <laughs> on the independent.co.uk website. And the headline, These are the world's biggest airlines. So who dominates world aviation? The short answer from some fascinating data crunched by the schedule specialists OAG is... Nobody. Judging by uh, the size of an airline is an in, 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 oh, inexact science. Do you simply look at the number of passengers flown, or should you multiply that by the distance travelled? To compile, it's a snapshot of scale. OAG has chosen the number of seats that each airline put into the sky from February 2016 to February 2017. A blunt but effective measure to come up with the 20 highest scoring carriers. As with the English Premier League, there is a consistency to the top positions. US carriers hold the first four, with American Airlines leading the table. It flew 251 million seats over the year uh, four times the population of the UK. Uh, one reason that aviation gives the frequent impression of being volatile on profitable business is that consolidation is proceeding glacially. American took the top spot after merging with US Airways but still flies barely 5% of the worldwide total. For comparison, each of the, the three big car makers, Volkswagen, Toyota and General Motors, produces about 15% of the automobiles worldwide. Back in the skies, Delta, Southwest and United fill the next three places. Each of them has taken over a small rival, recently Northwest, Air Trans and Continental respectively. The first non-American carrier is Ryanair. And Matt's playing a nice video for me. Sorry about uh, that. The next... Uh, <laughs> I didn't realise the time was up. Well, good news, everyone. My laptop's working again. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I said, the first non-American carrier is Ryanair in fifth place with twice as many seats as people in the UK. China Southern and China Eastern tussle in sixth and seventh place, respectively, completing the top ten Turkish Airlines, EasyJet and Lufthansa, each carrying around 1.3 times the UK population. Emirates, whose Dubai hub has more international travellers than any other airport in the world, make only 13th place, but since almost all of its passengers are flying long distance, it's significantly mightier when you look at the available seat kilometres. British Airways flew one seat for every person in the UK to take 15th place. Poor Nev. Comfortably ahead of Air France and at the foot of this Premier League Aeroflot, which back in the days of USSR was the biggest airline in the world. It had enough room for every UK adult, but not for the children. Drilling deeper, OAG data includes snapshot of the business routes for each of the Premier League airlines. Americans is New York, LaGuardia to Chicago, O'Hare. New York, JFK is one, uh, one end of the busiest uh, routes for Delta to Los Angeles. And British Airways from Heathrow. Southwest is staying true to its Texan routes on um, routes. The busiest uh, is Dallas Love Field to Houston Hobby, on which it started in 1971. Uh, for Ryanair, I guess uh, Sta uh, Stansted to Dublin, uh, Stansted to Dublin, is the busiest. Uh, but is uh, is well, the honour goes to Athens to oh, actually the honour goes to Athens to Thessaloniki, which is well ahead of the RSC links. So there we go. That's a busiest one for Ryanair. Wow. For mm. EasyJet, Gatwick is the start of its two busiest routes to Amsterdam and Geneva. Emirates' highest scorer is one of its very sh uh, few short-haul links. You can't say Amsterdam. You can't um, say Amsterdam. Can't we? No, you have to say Schiphol. 
Oh. You can't just <laughs> say Amsterdam. No, it's too uh, normal. Between Dubai and Kuwait. <laughs> Air France does the best by mile on Paris Orly to Toulouse, but that lead could be damaged by the new high-speed rail link southwest from the French capital, which will cut more than an hour from the train journey when it opens next month. So there we go. The, Indeed. Uh, the... I've got the document here with all the statistics on it, and it is absolutely incredible. It goes into a huge, huge amount of detail, uh, and it's on OAG's website, which we might be able to put in the show notes. Yeah, we can do, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's worth um, a read, certainly. You, you do need to sign up to to get it, but it's a it's a free uh, uh-huh. subscription to this I like it. this well, basically stats uh, right and data collecting website, and it yeah. is unbelievably detailed oh wow uh, so you can get everything mm. from fleet so, orders to oh, <laughs> I've got the same bloody yeah. video plan <laughs> sounds like some light reading for you before bed then Al <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. maybe <laughs> okay yeah maybe not I, I didn't see didn't see Royal Jet on there did you no, no I didn't no, no. no. Yeah. anyway moving on to the next story <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> Careful, he's getting, he'll do something rude. <laughs> oh, we love you, Al. We yeah, love you. absolutely. Anyway, on to the next moving story. To the next says, story. Moving on before he gets a word in edgeways. The next story <laughs> is, is on the Traveller, uh, the Australian Traveller website. I and the headline is uh, United... Oh, dear. We've, we've, have you spoke this up? United Airlines could steal title of the world's longest flight with a new 18-hour US to Singapore flight route. Mm. And knowing my luck, it will be on a 757 <laughs> Uh, uh, United Airlines mm. is hoping to steal the title of the world's longest flight from Qatar Airways. Are we fed up of these stories now? <laughs> I mean, does it really matter who temporarily has got the longest flight? Um, it's appar- the prestige. Apparently it matters to someone. No, I think no, 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 there's no prestige to it. Two and a half hours is long enough on a bleeding aeroplane, let alone spending 18 hours. Goodness sake. But there are people that like flying for that long, aren't there? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah somebody 18 just... hours, you'll have bed sores. <laughs> well, well, you would have bed sores because you'll be travelling in, I mean, in first class. Providing, you know, free hemorrhoids cream for every person who checks into economy. I I think wow. eighteen hours is fine. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, no. Is the short answer? If it's anything like my experience going out to the states on the seven five seven three hundred, Liz Piper in a chat room yeah. said eighteen hours. No thanks. Yeah. I, I, no. I, I'm I'm with. That's a long. Mike time. is, but it's it's who could make passengers uncomfortable the longest. <laughs> oh well. Is that <laughs> there uh, is and like Thomas Mandrake is, but I, I think mean, United holds that title. Else, the story isn't really a proper story. It's not that they've done it. It's that they might. They do might it. do it. <laughs> Just yeah, absolutely. I yeah. tell you what, should we get Harpjet to announce that they're going to fly to Antarctica and back to, <laughs> to do the world's longest flight? But yeah. they might not. Yeah, they, they'll no, they'll charge you two, two euros for it. There, isn't he? I mean, he could actually, you know, get the world's press, you know, Ryanair to do world's longest flight. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, that's what this story is, isn't it? It's a maybe. <laughs> they might do the longest flight. Well, it says here that they're yes. going to might it, they're going to start them on the twenty seventh of October using using. They might. They might. <laughs> on the 27th. I mean, I think it's just a vicious rumor. Right. <laughs> they, they might have a power surge by then. Yeah. Well, that's I, mean, I think BA uh, uh, spun this one out to take the pressure off them. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the world's media will be scrutinising United to see whether they really do do the world's longest flight, <laughs> and it'll take some of the heat off BA, won't it? 
Good. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't bother with the rest of that story then. I think we've covered it in great detail. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, I think I'll enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so next, uh, Owen, I think you've got the next story, haven't you? And the next one is from thebusinessinsider.com. And this one is about Wow Air. Oh, it's your favourite Wow. wow. Your Why favorite? don't I get the fun story? <laughs> wow Air. Uh, one airline is. A what s- might they be doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> one airline is. They a might selling- be flying from the US to Europe. Yes, Who knows? US to Europe for just $55. Wow. On Thursday, Wow Air announced that it will offer tickets. To, uh, are from the US to Europe for as low as $55 to commemorate the airline's fifth anniversary. Or maybe not. Or yeah. maybe not. <laughs> well, you yeah. can be guaranteed that there's only going to be one uh, seat per flight that's $55. Okay. But anyway, yeah. uh, we want to celebrate our anniversary and share our great success by offering the best prices ever seen, uh, said Wow Air's founder and CEO, Skulai Scully Mogson. All right, Scooley okay. Mog- I, I'm very Mogson. pleased that Owen has this story oh, no. now. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh, the $55 seats will be available for flights between Los Angeles and San Francisco to Am- Amsterdam, Netherlands, uh, Copenhagen in Denmark, Dublin, Ireland, London in uh, England, and Berlin, Germany. In addition, the discounted tickets will be available for flights from Miami uh, to destinations such as Brussels. Edinburgh and Frankfurt. The $55 tickets go on sale on the 1st of June, so that was yesterday. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> yeah, they might have gone on sale. <laughs> for travel between the 11th of June and June 28th, 2017. So if you're flying any time in the next two weeks, uh, be sure you need and to be book quick. now. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, book now and fly. Wow. Wow! Air in total, a hundred uh, seats from Miami and a hundred fifty seats from Los Angeles, and two hundred seats from San Francisco will be available at the fifty-five dollar uh, price point. So act fast. Um, wow! Air's flights from California will be operated using its new fleet of A330 300 wide-body airliners. Uh, the Icelandic low-cost carriers made waves in January when it offered flights f- to Europe for as low as $69 as part of its promise to offer cheapest flights across the Atlantic. WOW, which was founded in November 2011, has grown considerably in the past few years. The airline said it transported a WOW number of passengers in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just wow. having fun with this now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, they hope to get to six million passengers uh, across the Atlantic by 2020. So fifty-five dollars—that's forty-two quid in oh, today's money. Wow, well, how bad and is our exchange rate? Oh, wow. They have a, uh, a sister airline called WTF. <laughs> that will be that will be what the the name of the airline should be for when you're looking up for the fares in the opposite direction. Right, yeah. It will be fifty five dollars. Wow, yeah. seven hundred and twenty eight dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the flipping heck? Yeah, absolutely. so that yeah, like I said, that's forty two <laughs> quid in in English money for, for our European uh, euros uh, people. There, that'll be that's forty eight euros. 
And for our Canadian listeners, uh, Liz... Oh, hello. We're going through the whole list now. No, I'm just saying. No, for, our, our, our for the Japanese Canadian, listeners. No, just Canadian and, and, and US, uh, or American, sorry. How many uh, dong is it? How many dong? 70, 74 Canadian dollars. No, I'm just thinking of our listeners. Yeah, that's, very, that's very good of you, yes. Honestly. <laughs> that's very good of that you. That was yesterday. But that's, in, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I'm quite, uh, quite uh, savvy. Uh, on, savvy. Yeah, that, absolutely. Um, I, yeah. I, I'm fairly confident that all these seats will be sold by now anyway yeah true yeah but absolutely it, we should have gone online yesterday and just got put put a, a quote through like a dummy quote just to see how much including all yeah all the taxes and everything and, and how much it would cost how to get home cost. Well, actually, yeah. i've had a, a slightly better idea if i'm allowed to blow my own trumpet Ooh. and that is why don't we go on the inaugural wow flight to pittsburgh yeah. and then yeah. Rick Bell up and say where's the air show then mate yeah. <laughs> What do you think you're doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, I don't think that's. I think that's uh, that is clearly the way forward. I think that's. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm. You know, Rick, can, we're here. Can you put on another show, please? Uh, it was very good fun. <laughs> so next, uh, next story uh, is for you, Al, and this one actually. Yeah, this one actually does have a little video. With it, it does which indeed. Yes, it's well, all primed so, yeah. and ready. Is this number seven, the New York Daily News? It certainly is. Yes. Right. Okay. I'm also a bit handicapped by having hand cuffs on <laughs> okay and I've got only you al <laughs> family show yeah. right okay so um okay this comes from the the, the daily news news interesting catchy title <laughs> someone thought that the news wasn't news so they have news news um, see it united airlines plane engine catches fire after takeoff a bird strike shut down the engine of a United Airlines plane moments after it took off from Chicago Thursday morning, causing flames to shoot from the wing. United That's interesting. <laughs> oh, 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 we're gone. Oh, dear, he disappeared. He disappeared. Oh, dear. Well, he might come back. So, while we're waiting, there is the video look taken inside the uh, aircraft looks like a daytime star wars it does look like a daytime star wars it's very weird it's it, it's just sort of repeating really but uh, yeah that is that is scary isn't it looks it? a bit looks a bit backfiry doesn't it it does. It's having a few issues that engine oh, I, I will you say chitty chitty bang bang <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> bang, did, did, did. yeah Al, are you still there Oh, yeah, yeah, right. you, you you literally went after you said a bird strike shut and that's it. About yeah, that's we got it, from yeah. <laughs> there's something about a bird strike. Yeah, so, so we so carry on, Al. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. United said our maintenance is reviewing the aircraft. Oh, one engine was shut down. Well, that's fortunate, seeing as it's a two-engine aeroplane. <laughs> Only the one. Yeah. <laughs> our crew determined to do that. Okay. Well, I'm sure they were quite determined. Yeah. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> the sure noise himself. and the screaming coming from the back would have focused their minds. Yeah. <laughs> a passenger tweeted a video of the flames, which Matt has just kindly shown. Yeah, indeed. I'm what good to like do that, when you know? your plane engine blows. Well, I don't know. I mean, and bursts <laughs> fire. Yeah, the, 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 whoever tweeted this hasn't gone to English school. Have they? No, no, indeed. What to do when your engine blows and bursts yeah. fire? Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Thank uh, quite... the pilot for landing and have a beer. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 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 Captain Jeff has actually quite rightly pointed out. It's like the flames came from the engine, not the wing. Not the wing. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, witness uh, Marso Vargas told local WBBM news radio. He was driving near the airport when he saw the flames shooting overhead. 
<laughs> I was driving. Yes, we've already discovered that. Yeah. <laughs> and couldn't focus my vision on it. Right. So, so we crashed the car instead. It. He told the station, it was a long flame shooting out of the right engine. Mm. A Chicago Aviation Department spokeswoman said the plane landed back at O'Hare at about 8:30 a.m. without incident. Another Miami-bound United flight took off at 10.40 local time, the airline spokeswoman said. Yes, and I'm sure there were several others during the course of the day, but is that news? <laughs> oh, dear. I have... <laughs> so it's one of those things where, where, where obviously the, the airflow through the engine got a bit disturbed, so you get flames out the back. It does look quite spectacular. It can make a bit of a noise, um, and it's probably a bit of a terminal event for the bird but yeah. you know at the end of the day <laughs> yeah. okay either that or, or dinner is ready <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah probably a little bit overdone a bit chewy okay. <laughs> and you've got to pluck it yourself right okay well you know that's that's not the first time <laughs> <laughs> i hope that didn't skype too badly i did say pluck yeah no, it's fine it's fine <laughs> yeah, it's all is well don't panic <laughs> so moving on from that story on to uh, to the next story this is um uh, me it is, it is, yes. Yeah. On the CNBC.com website. And uh, the headline, Russia shocks airline industry with maiden flight of new passenger plane. Mm. So Russia has surprised the airline industry by announcing the successful test flight of a new medium-range passenger plane. Erkut Corporation itself, owned by the state-controlled United uh, Aircraft Corporation, said its MC-21-300 has successfully flown for 30 minutes uh, at a height of 1,000 metres and at a speed of 300 kilometres per hour. The flight mission is accomplished and the flight went in the normal mode and there are no obstacles Obstacles revealed to preventing the test's continuation. The lead test pilot, Oleg Kononenko is quoted saying on the Urkup Corp website on Sunday. With a capacity for between 163 and 211 passengers and a maximum flight range of 6,000 kilometres, the MC-21-300 will attempt to complete or to compete with the Boeing 737 and Airbus A320. Urkut said global demand for that area of aviation should translate to around 15,000 new aircraft aircraft uh, worldwide across the next 20 years. The firm claimed the new plane is superior to existing rivals, highlighting his, its extensive use of polymer composite materials. The plane maker also lauded the new generation engines, which it said reduced fuel consumption, emitted lower noise and pumped out less hazardous emissions. The calculated reduction of direct operational costs for MC-21 is 12 uh, to 15% lower than its counterparts, a statement added. The program cost the, uh, off the plane was estimated by Russian state media at 164 billion rubles, Ooh. or $4.6 billion, in 2014, but delivery dates have slipped since then. Urquhart said that it has an initial portfolio of 175 therm orders, which will maintain production capacity in the coming years. Don't know what to make of this, mm. Jet. I don't know. It's it's kind of. I it quite look at like the look of the design of the uh, the the cockpit there, the, the nose. It kind of looks like for those of you who are listening uh, in the podcast, it kind of looks like uh, an eagle's beak. Yeah. Uh, kind of a I, very pointed nose. It actually, I, I 
the, the kind of the front part of the uh, the the cockpit looks like a kind of dream or an A three fifty kind of style window, but then the two side windows look like a Boeing style. Yeah, it's kind of like a hybrid. Hmm. I mean, it kind of looks a cross between I don't know an A three fifty and a seven three seven maybe. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, uh, if you are listening to the audio version, this sake, show what a, what a dreadful combination! <laughs> <laughs> I say, That's you... like two cousins getting together for the night. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, only you could get Airbus away with and that. Boeing cousins. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, mm. I can't see that one. Interesting aircraft. Oh, get yourself on to to uh, YouTube. There's a video yep. on YouTube that they put on, yep. and uh, you can see this and and have a look and see what you think of this. What you th- see what you mm. make of this aircraft? Absolutely. That's the MC twenty one. One. See uh, what you think of that. In other news, going back to a story we were talking about earlier, uh, the main man, the legend that is Micah, Micah, has taken himself off to the WOW website uh, and attempted to book himself a flight to and from London. Now, his mistake may be that he uh, added his carry-on and checked in a piece of luggage. That may be where he went wrong. Um, uh, and apparently the return trip only came out at $1,169. <laughs> So, so much for the 59. I, I tried from San Francisco to <laughs> yeah. Gatwick. Yeah. And what was I quoted? Hello, Matt Caton. I Hello, was Matt. quoted £349. Right. I mean, that's uh, still not bad, but <laughs> that, that is well, only that one, one way. way. That's one way. What? Oh, my but, goodness. But they did only state in that news article that it was from the US to Europe. Right. It didn't say it was to from London. Europe yeah. to the US. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they probably so don't class London as Europe anymore because <laughs> it's like, you know, the Brexit. Oh, oh I said the word. Does oh. that mean I get told off now? <laughs> I said the word Brexit, everyone. Brace yourself. B word. <laughs> I'm going to be really, ex- really controversial now and say Theresa May. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 anyway, yes. Anyway, <laughs> moving on <laughs> to okay. the next story, which is for you, Matt. Just before you move on. Oh, yeah, what's go that, on. Al? Yeah. I'm going to put Al? you on the spot, Carlos. Yeah. Oh, are you now? Oh, yes. Oh, good. I like <laughs> this. Um, so that, that this um, Russian-designed aeroplane, I mean, yeah. obviously it's going to be targeting sort of Boeing 737 Airbus A320 Terror Tree. Yeah. Um, which European airline flies the Sukhoi jet, Ooh. which is slightly smaller? Oh, I know this. Oh, Air Inter. Good. Air, air what? Air Inter. Oh, did it? Did, 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 was that correct? That's, that's not the one I'm thinking of. No, no, the, the one I'm thinking of is Irish. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one I'm thinking of too. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Irish what? Air Lingus. <laughs> no, CityJet. Oh, Other City Jet. Irish airlines are <laughs> <Okay>. available. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, it's so, not, so there yeah, are many Irish airlines. What I'm trying airlines. to make is that whilst you know some quarters of the world will look at this and go oh well it's only ever going to be sold in the old eastern block and all the rest of it uh, the russians have been making some quite marketable aeroplanes and from what i understand apart from a few little oddities the sukhoi jet is actually quite a yeah yeah uh, uh, inexpensive and well-liked machine really oh wow okay um, so, I mean, is it, is it, do you think it's a, a, a you know a, a, a player, if you like, in the market that we kind of need to keep our eyes, you know, on? I mean, do I mean, do you think they could do big things? I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're going to be uh, possibly in the sort of second tier of aircraft manufacturers, but I do think that you know there will be lots of smaller airlines who will you know look to 
the sort of second tier manufacturers and go, oh, actually, this this will do all that we want it to do for far less than the, you know, the Boeing or Airbus badged variety. Yeah. And of course, if we think back, you know, not that many years ago, um, that's where Embraer took a huge chunk mm. um, of the of the market when they, especially when they had the Embraer 145, yeah. which sort of revolutionised really, especially in the United States. Um, Regional flying, yeah, city yeah. flying, mm. you know, effectively prop routes and converted them into jet routes, and then of course they've got the 170 and the 119 and so forth, which have been phenomenally successful certainly yeah, in the United yeah, yeah. States. So a relatively small and I wouldn't say insignificant, but certainly you know second or third fiddle uh, aircraft manufacturer suddenly you know stole a huge march on on the bigger manufacturers in a in a very key market. So uh, yeah, I think it's probably. And worth another good point at. is that um, you've got uh, Boeing and Airbus supplying to people who can afford to buy ridiculous numbers of aircraft and giving them massive massive discounts. Mm. So it it brings. Uh, it brings the cost of aircraft down for uh, the people who can't afford to buy these to on, on par to what uh, the other bigger airlines are paying for their aircraft for Boeing and, and Airbus manufactured. If you yeah. if you can't afford to buy something in 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 bulk like that, uh, then these these second tier or you know just as good quality aircraft mm. uh, are are a very good way to go. Indeed. Indeed. I, I, I just, yes, because not everybody needs to shop at IKEA for their aeroplanes, <laughs> do they? <laughs> <laughs> or Marks and Spencer's. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, Don Sebastian, uh, seeing as I'm offending and, and talking about politics, let's let's go completely crazy and mention, uh, you know, the world famous one. And Don Sebastian suggested that I think it's basically just Trump's plane painted over. <laughs> but uh, there we are. I think it's just because we want to belittle the belittle the Trump. Uh, but uh, as yes. if, yeah, as if, as as if we would. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, I shall take the next story then, if I may. This Flight is on, Global. This is on the Flight Global website, and the headline is Air New Zealand delays A320 Nero deliveries. Neo. Neo. What did I say? Nero. Nero. <laughs> what am I thinking of? Cafe Nero. Oh, Cafe Burning Rom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Air New Zealand has pushed back the delivery of its first re-engined Airbus A320 family aircraft to the second half of 2018. The Star Alliance carrier disclosed the delay in an in an investor day presentation. This will now see its first A320. Neo enter the fleet in July 2018, followed in September by the first A321 Neo. As a result, the carrier will now take a total of six A320 Neo family aircraft in the fiscal year ending 2019 June, um, including four on operating leases. It will then take two more in the following year, one of which will be leased. The delay here will allow the A321 Neos to be fitted with a redesigned interior carrying 214 seats instead of the originally planned 209. Always nice to cram in a few more. Uh, to cover the changes in the delivery schedule, the carrier has extended leases on five a320 ceos now what are they what are the current, current engine oh current engine, engine option fleets uh, in its fleet the re-engined a320s and the a321s will replace the carrier's 12 a320s that are used 
um, on tran- uh, what's that? Trans-Tasman routes? Trans-Tasman routes. Trans-Tasman routes. Uh, flight fleet's analyse- analyzer show that these jets are between 11 and 14 years old, while the A320s used on domestic routes are six years or younger. The Air New Zealand also disclosed that it has leases on two Boeing 777-200ERs expiring in 2020. It also holds early termination options on one 777-300ER in 2019, as well as two of the domestic A320s. Now, the 320neo says there's been a few issues with them. Um, oh, have they? Yeah, in the, in the last few weeks, there's been a few, well, stories that have been on. Right. The, uh, like, like what? Uh, it's mostly, it's actually not with the aircraft itself, it's been with, with the, the engines. engines. Yeah. Yeah, they've really? had uh, a few issues with the Pratt & Whitney PW1000G on um, their 320neos, a spirit um, had an issue uh, with those. They couldn't fly them above 30,000 feet because the bleed air system froze shut oh, on occasions due to cold temperatures. And the same problems have been faced as well by Indigo as well, who also uh, use the Neo. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's not actually, like I said, it's not a problem with the three tw- actual aircraft mm. itself, just the engine, but they have had a few issues, because the NEO, obviously, the new engine option, it's, oh, well, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the yeah. name, considering. <laughs> it's in the name, <laughs> new engine option, so it's obviously, yeah. uh, it's been a bit uh, troublesome for, uh, Indeed. for Airbus, but Indeed. there you go. So the next story, moving on, is for Owen. And the next one is also from Flight Global, and it continues the Airbus trend. We're uh, doing all Airbus stories today. Malaysia for Al. <laughs> <laughs> Malaysia Airlines A330 returns wow, to Melbourne after bomb threat. A Malaysian Airlines Airbus A330-300 returned to Melbourne shortly after takeoff on the 31st of May after a passenger made bomb threats about, uh, and attem- attempted to enter the cockpit. The aircraft had departed Melbourne at 23.11 local time for Kuala Lumpur and about four kilometres from the Melbourne airport, however, a male passenger left his seat, claimed that he had a bomb on board and attempted to gain access to the cockpit, said Victoria Police Superintendent Troy Langdon at a press conference. Cabin crew managed to subdue the passenger and the flight crew elected to return to Melbourne for the authorities to deal with the situation. The, the aircraft landed at 23.47 local time, a half an hour after the t- uh, departure, and heavily armed tactical officers entered the jet and removed the passenger. Melbourne Airport uh, confirmed the incident in a statement, adding the several f- incoming flights were diverted, uh, while all departing aircraft were held until the incident was, revol- re- was resolved. There appears to be no imminent threat to passengers, staff or or the public, and the investigation is ongoing, Victoria Police said in a separate statement. The airline and authorities are investigating the incident while Melbourne Airport warns there may be ongoing delays throughout the day as a result of the earlier shutdown. Uh, yeah, so not exactly amazing news, but I I suspect that might be uh, just someone who's a little bit crazy. <laughs> This was on uh, the Aviation Herald, actually. Yeah, I, this was on I think the important thing to take out of this was that there, there wasn't uh, a, a viable bomb. In fact, there was no bomb at all. Mm. And uh, I think the guys' attempts at trying to gain access to the flight deck were fairly primitive, to say the least. Yeah. In, in, as much as I could establish, he was just banging on the door. So I think the... the You're not going to fit far in banging on the door. No. no. Definitely not. And Actually, uh, the, I think the report that I read on Aviation Herald 
Simon's uh, fantastic side oh, yeah. go on quite a lot. Uh, that said that the passengers um, as well helped to um, subdue the the you know the, oh, the really? guy yeah yeah they all sort of jumped in and, and kind sort of, of uh, helped yeah, yeah. yeah. well, well but, done uh, everyone kind of begs a question you know if in put in that situation if something like that happened and there was only one person just being an idiot would you kind of have a go at you know I'd, I'd like to think in that situation that I would essentially grow a pair and do <laughs> do what was required. Uh, I, I I don't know. You know. The reason I ask is because Gemma asked me this the other day that if if you know if the situation arose and there was someone being a prat on a plane, you know, would you get up and say something? And I, I just said if I was tired, yeah. I would probably <laughs> yeah. be yeah. very irritable. Yeah. So a, I would. A tired uh, Carlos could make for an in- interesting experience. Well, for I mean, yeah. really, yeah. with the amount like of people that are you know on board. Uh, I, I kind of generally go with the rule of one percent. If you if you have one percent of the population doing X job, you're going to yeah. have well at least two of them on board. In my case, uh, yeah. and police, yeah, you get you get quite a lot of police yeah. on board. So I'd like I mean, to think that they might. I mean, I I know. I mean, obviously, given given what Al does for a, a job, obviously, I mean, I I'm confident I know the answer, and I mean, obviously. <laughs> You know, I mean, Al would, without question, m- muck in. I'm, I'm quite confident of that. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, absolutely, yeah. And, and I think that the, to be honest, in the absence of any sort of off-duty, you know, uh, police people or anything like that, I yeah. think if, if certainly as a result of, you know, since you know September the 11th, people or passengers now know that they, they have a, a responsibility to themselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. So if something is yeah. taking place, I'm pretty certain that many of them will join in, if nothing else, for self-preservation. Yeah, agreed. Mm. Absolutely. It's uh, As I say, I'd like to think that in a situation like that, I'd grow a pair and get really stuck in, but I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't promise I can't promise having never been in that situation. I'm not quite sure. Well, I mean, I a lot do. of the, the cabin crew, um, and especially it seems in this part of the world, in, yeah. in Asia, do seem to get... Um, martial arts training of mm, some yeah. sort yeah uh yeah. I, what was it uh was it korean airlines yeah uh, that is korean airlines yeah. the story yeah, about that crew. recently yeah yeah, yeah. actually they, um, um uh, masher has had a great point here in the in the chat room general rule of thumb if someone actually wants to bomb you they're probably not going to announce it beforehand <laughs> <laughs> they'll probably True. just let yeah. it you know set it off i can't i can't imagine but, i mean if this if this was a united airlines flight i mean the, the passenger would have had the um um, kicked out of them anyway before they even, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's just by the cabin crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. But then again, I mean, anyway. obviously, Owen, in your, uh, you know, I mean, the same presumably would apply apply to you, Owen, because obviously, you know, uh, you're familiar with. We, I mean, if you were just on a on a flight, you weren't actually on duty or anything like that. I know damn well that the training, in the same way that it would for Captain Al, I know damn well that your training would just kick in. <laughs> And you'd you'd be getting stuck in with them. I'd, I'm pretty sure you would. No, I just <laughs> just have visions of Owen beating them with a panini. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, uh. <laughs> Before yeah. this breaches uh, uh, security uh, yeah. <laughs> chapters in various different manuals, let's move swiftly on okay. to the next story. Oh, right. Okay, okay this one is uh, <laughs> yours. Uh, uh, this one, uh, <laughs> I do the last one. Oh, did you? Oh, sorry, uh, that's uh, Al. So Al, is this yeah. Josh's turn? Is it? Yeah, jo- Josh is doing this one. I think. Yeah, Al, oh. Al <laughs> yeah. this is yours. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Hello, Al. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Sorry, am I on the next story? Yeah, you are, I'm yeah, afraid. Fly yes. Global, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll I'll just call that. So um, yeah. Uh, my my son has uh, found it extremely entertaining watching himself on the internet. Right. So, uh, so I apologise for the various distractions. That's all, I, that's I've all. managed to to uh, shed myself of the handcuffs. <laughs> well done. Well done. That's and uh, I can m- move swiftly a, that, on. That's a new record for you, isn't it? it <laughs> seamlessly onto the next story. Okay. Good. <laughs> so uh, level fleet to reach. Five aircraft next year, IAG Chief. This comes from the Flight Global website. IAG Chief Executive Willie Walsh has confirmed that the group's new budget low-cost carrier, Level, it's a strange name, I must be honest, but anyway, um, will expand its fleet next year and may add new bases to its network. Walsh, who appeared at an event marking the inauguration of Level service from Barcelona to Los Angeles today, states that the carrier will increase its fleet to five aircraft in 2018, and adds, we're considering other European bases for the operation. He did not disclose the type or origin of the aircraft. Barcelona-based Level currently operates a fleet of two Airbus A330s provided by sister company Iberia. The carrier will add services to Oakland, Punta Cana and Buenos Aires later this month. Walsh describes Level's sales as being well ahead of expectations in all markets, well, he's hardly going to say they're crap sales. Oh, <laughs> no, so, no, no, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> some 134,000 tickets have been sold since Level's unveiling on the 17th of March, says IEG. Level is co-chairing with One World Carrier American Airlines on US flights from Barcelona. So it's an interesting concept because they're using an Iberia aeroplane with Iberia crew. So there's not a lot of low cost to that low cost setup. No. So I'm not quite sure how much the tickets are, but one would imagine that they're not fifty five dollars either. No, no. Okay. We we covered the story about level level air or whatever you want to call it a few weeks back. We because um, we kind of read that. I think that's when we had Nev on. Right. Okay. Been, I don't know. I missed been, that one. Should have been <laughs> Neville. Neville air. Well, I yeah, mean, I did see one of their aircraft in Barcelona the other day. Actually. Oh really? Um, on the level. <laughs> Very good. Are, are they, they? They're using wet lease Iberia aircraft, then, are they? Yeah, yeah. Um, that they are. Um, yeah, uh, they so, are so really, wet leasing Iberia aircraft. And it is a crew I mean, by Iberia cabin crew and pilots, and it is under IAG. So really, it's just yes. Iberia with different paperwork. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's been in the paint shop, had a respray. Yeah, I don't know. It don't even know if the cabin crew have their own uniform or if it's just like a yeah, shirt and tie, uh, yeah. you know, an Iberia <laughs> uniform with like the Iberia tip X stamp right. and just level <laughs> written on the front. Okay, as you Wouldn't do. Surprise me. Just, I, I was just actually looking up in all serious, you bunch of hooligans. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, looking hello. up, by, uh, looking up level, and uh, they they. Well, their fleet, obviously, like I said, consists of two aircraft at the minute, but they're obviously getting more. They do have a premium economy cabin in their aircraft. Ew. Ew. And, That's um, definitely a lot low cost. No. And uh, <laughs> the uh, destinations, they've got uh, Los Angeles, Oakland, International Airport in the US, Barcelona, Punta Cana, Argentina, and, yeah... The, uh, they also they have a frequent flyer program with Avios, so that'll that'll uh, that'll please Nev. He's a big Avios man. 
Okay. Avios is the the point system that you. Oh, I you, see. You, you, yeah, Avios yeah, points. Right, yeah, I, you can I use them to spend on anything. Nev's yeah. got about oh, yeah. ten and a half billion. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, moving on to the last yeah. uh, the last bit this week is a top <laughs> ten. Is it it's a, a top five? Isn't so, it? No, so, it's a top so just ten. Just before you move on, then. So so in summary, they use expensive aeroplane, expensive crew. They have expensive seats, and they're part of an expensive loyalty program, <laughs> and they're low cost. Yeah, <laughs> supposedly, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's operations just kind of bleeding. That, that, those are the rumours. So we have a top ten uh, this week <laughs> to finish off the news segment. Yeah, uh, it, the uh, the this is on the Telegraph.co.uk website. The the top. This is the top. 10 worst airline PR disasters okay. of all time. And are we starting at number 10 and working so our way up? So scroll 10. down to the bottom, everyone. I'm ready to go at number 10. Okay, here we go then. So in at number 10, it's American Airlines with their balls up over a buggy. So remember this from a few weeks back when uh, one of the uh, flight crew hit a woman with a kid's buggy. What? And uh, <laughs> the uh, the airline did uh, somehow well, try to recover from this uh, unfortunate predicament, but it was one of those horrible events that uh, was happened after the um, the United event. But this is American Airlines anyway at number 10. Okay, in at number 9, please, Owen. This is United gets its leggings in a twist. It's what? <laughs> leggings. I think we all remember yeah. this. Uh, <laughs> okay. This was in uh, about March uh, when there was a row over passengers' clothing. And, oh, uh, that's right. It was the people that were on standby, leggings. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, basically, they tried to recover by just enforcing, a, a, uh, saying they enforced a dress code. Okay, which isn't, uh, right. <laughs> and I'm almost terrified to do this, but anyway, in at number eight, please, Captain Al. Number eight, United <laughs> We Stand. Unless we haul you off screaming. <laughs> of course, this is the one that everybody in the world knew about. Yes, it United did. Airlines sunk to a new low on April the 8th when they forcibly removed their passenger uh, on a flight from Chicago to Louisville. And the world knew about it within 24 hours. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, please, the legend that is Carlos Stebbings. Number seven, please. Number seven, it's Pakistan Airlines employees take the problem by the horns. The, uh, an airline safety record is a crucial part of its viability. The best way to demonstrate airworthiness is via flawless facts and figures. The worst is via the image of some of your staff conducting a superstitious ritual in the hope that it will still help their employer. Always nice, yes. But as such, this, uh, the scene uh, which was in the Pakistani capital Islamabad last December when the crew were caught on camera slaughtering a black goat next to an aircraft preparing for a domestic flight, uh, uh, hoping that the sacrifice would ward off evil spirits. It goes without saying that the dead farmyard animal was not a core part of the Civil Aviation Authority's <laughs> handbook. Okay. Um, right, yeah, moving swiftly on. Number six, please, <laughs> Owen. <laughs> Number six is Qantas' social media dream becomes a nightmare. Uh, Australia's national carrier also discovered the immediate online connectivity with your customer base cannot always be a good thing. The airline chose November 2011 as the ideal time to ask would-be passengers to tweet about their dream luxury in-flight experience. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you there. With the previous one, Micah is just a great thing. that He said they were just helping out with the meal service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh. sorry, carry on, Owen. <laughs> it was well done. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right, okay, we'll move straight on. Please, Captain, number five. 
EasyJet falls foul of anti-social media. Uh, back in September 2013, when Twitter was nobody's best friend, staff made a complete and utter gaffe when they intercepted a tweet from a, a passenger expressing concern about the fact that the flight was running 90 minutes late. He said he was going to miss his connection, and so was the friend who was travelling with him. Uh -oh. When EasyJet decided to remove the passenger from the flight, they fell foul of one little detail. The passenger was a lawyer, and he Ooh. pointed out the error of their ways. <laughs> In a very expensive way, no doubt. In at number four, please, the legend that is Carlos. O'Leary opens his mouth. Many of Ryanair's notorious. <laughs> is, is that it? <laughs> that, that's just it. Just like any time. Yeah, O'Leary opens yeah. his mouth. PR disaster. O'Leary opens his mouth. Many right. of you know Ryanair's no Ryanair's Ryanair's notorious shock tactics have been associated with Michael O'Leary, the airline's cantankerous CEO, Ooh. who's never been oh my. stuck for a phrase likely to attract headlines. Okay. Many of his utterances, from suggesting that passengers might have to pay to use onboard toilets, to mooting the prospect of standing only tickets which would allow the carrier to cram in more customers have gathered acres of newsprint in a wealth of clicks but his broadside was in the wake of an Icelandic ash cloud and uh, which saw planes across Europe grounded in 2010 took some beating furious at the thought that Ryanair might have to compensate passengers for a situation beyond its control he said you're not getting a refund so off. Go away. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. We'll leave that there. I'm going to throw this one to, please, to Captain Al. Oh, right. Okay. Number three. <laughs> Ryanair crew sees red. There was a time when Ryanair seemed to be the embodiment of the idea there's no such thing as bad publicity. <laughs> yeah, no right. PR stunt was too cheap. <laughs> no blast of a self-sell too tacky. <laughs> Witnessed the 2012 decision to put out adverts emblazoned with the words Red Hot Fez and Crew. <laughs> saw cheap prices printed along the backsides of female cabin crew. Oh my. The airline said all the employees in the photos had consented to the promotion. The gun from their head was airbrushed out of the picture. <laughs> <laughs> the advertising standard agency was unimpressed and banned the ads, yeah. declaring them that they would likely to cause widespread <laughs> offence. Well, actually, I did see them, and the bums were not that widespread. Right. They were carefully chosen. <laughs> okay. Actually, actually, we say this. I do remember a story that uh, going back to, to my sort of you know ba base of, of what I do for a living, and I think it was a uh, bus company up north that got basically a picture of a of a very buxom lady, and across the bottom it said, "You can ride me for three pounds." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I like <laughs> anyway, moving on to story number two, please, well, Owen. The standard sort of, you know, nine ninety ninety nine Ryanair, you know, sort of price over a lady's chest, and it could just go Ryanair, your breast choice. <laughs> oh, okay, moving on, number two, please. Don't uh, my ideas. <laughs> Quick, go, go, go. Aeroflot has taken a task over body image. Uh, taken to task over body image. Russia's national carrier found itself flying through a public relations turbulence in April after being taken to court by two long-serving female members of its cabin crew. Uh, two of the cabin crew claim that they have been sidelined and effectively had their wages cut by an internal decision to have better paid international flight staff exclusively by employees under a certain weight and dress size. They told us all uh, that only the young and thin will fly abroad for Aeroflot. Uh, this cabin crew uh, alleged 
<laughs> Astonishingly, an Aeroflot official appeared to confirm her complaint. Aeroflot is a premium airline and part of the reason people pay for tickets is the appearance of its employees, a spokesperson announced at a press conference. 92% of our passengers want to see stewardesses who fit into the clothes sizes that we are talking about here. <laughs> oh my god. That's absolutely terrible. <laughs> But at my, number my. one, yes. Uh, but yes, straight in at number one, and I think it's only because it's about ru- fitting into stewardesses. There, I, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, did I slightly mishear that? <laughs> no, it's your hearing. It's fine. <laughs> it's your hearing. Uh, yes, at number one, purely and simply because it is current in everyone's faces. It's still going on now. We were talking about it earlier. It's in. And it is number one. Number one, it's the story everyone knows about on the social media star pages and the news right now. It's Nev's favourite airline. BA, the headline British Airways, goes into meltdown. Oh, dear. So this is all about the, the recent IT failure that grounded uh, most of BA's flights out of uh, Heathrow and Gatwick. And, uh, well, it's just been all over the news, and we all know about it, so that is the number one bad PA disaster, or PR disaster. It, is, it does disaster. say BA have been in a deeply apologetic mode for the last week they and a half. They have. hecker's like. <laughs> they haven't really done much, but they sort of more or less denied anything was wrong for ages. So, uh, actually, this uh, this actually does say at the end of this particular uh, statement here that BA, uh, the compensation bill, could reach... Billions of pounds. ...over yeah. £100 million <gasps> pounds My for what happened the Absolutely. other day. So, there we go. That was our top ten list of worst airline well, PR disasters. Taken, uh, factor off there is that they've not they've not uh, factorised for all the people who reckon that they were going to fly with BA but weren't able to make the booking, are they? Well, Ooh. no, indeed. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. Good. Yeah. Yeah, although I suppose you could argue that because of that, it's, you know, they, they ended up booking with Virgin Atlantic or Ryanair or, or, or someone else. I mean, I suppose... You know, if the website goes down, the website goes down. I mean, you don't sort of, if you're if you're if you're after a sort of summer bargain, let's say with Ryanair because their website always crashes every time they they've got a sale on. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's just like you think, well, if I really want to go that badly, you'll find another airline if it goes down. So, I don't know. Anyway, we should stop talking about BA because Nev will be terribly offended. He's <laughs> he actually Nev's Nev's so offended. He's actually just he left the country. He this did, week. yeah. He's left the country this he's week. The, yeah, yes, he did. Well, he was one of the few people I think managed to get away with <laughs> yeah. BA, but anyway. Well, all publicity is is, is good publicity, isn't that well, right? I, I mean, I have to say, to be honest, to be honest, um, Carlos, you've really, you know, missed this, you know, opportunity to have as the number one PR disaster uh, something that involves you. I would have thought that you would have said that the number one PR disaster was Air Canada only upgrading you in one direction. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I appreciate it I very mean, much. Because, I mean, you certainly looked very despondent when you saw that you were sat in economy on the way back. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, I think was... you'd become, you know, accustomed to, you know, living the life of luxury. Yeah. <laughs> Eating my food off actual plates you with actual get that with cutlery. Four and, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was nice. No. I bet, I bet. No. Oh, dear. Uh, okay, then, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to take a very, very brief break. Uh, we're going to be right back after these short messages. Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. The Voices in Your Head.com.
The Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from newswires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal. Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening fly b5823 trent dane for two three hour manchester with air 6x client flight level 210 direct to Bretman's park United 123, maintain 280 knots. London 2DME, turn right onto Bravo, link 21, join Alpha, hold at Mora. Speedbird 472, LOC slash DME, approach runway 27 left. Follow the green stand 544. That's enough air traffic control for today, Nat. Bedtime. Aviation media has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines. Well, not anymore. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on. Aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Grant, Grant, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> what is cricket anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there oh. we go. <laughs> ah, we're back. We are in. We are actually back. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Hello, everyone. Uh, so <laughs> we need. Uh, we do you know what? We keep saying to Jeff, we need a. Uh, we need a jingle, an APG jingle. We to put do. In, in we our do. break. So Jeff. I know you're in a chat room. Yeah. We need uh, you and uh, Dr. Steph and Nick and, if you can find, Miami Rick, uh, to get together to uh, to do, I say, a little, um, yeah, little jingle to go in, into our breaks. That'd be really good. So, yeah. God, that light is really bright, isn't it? Makes me look like I've got a huge suntan. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so we've <laughs> got... Um, That's what one. Joseph and Mary said, wasn't it? <laughs> So we're going to do some military news then. Then oh, we're going we? to have, uh, okay. we've got some uh, uh, listener feedback to uh, to announce as well. Okay, yeah. So if everyone's ready, we're going to do uh, these three stories. Here we go.
So the first news story on uh, the military segment for this week, and it uh, was kind of not sad news, but it is mm. kind of unfortunate news, really. And uh, it's on the Aviationist.com site, and it's um, one of the last remaining Sea Vixens jet. Uh, the Sea Vixen, which made an emergency landing at Yeovilton, UK, at one of the air shows uh, last week. And the last remaining Sea Vixen, uh, X-Ray Papa 924, uh, Foxy Lady, performed an emergency landing at Royal Naval Air Station, Yeovilton, on May the 27th. The Sea Vixen, the first British two-seater aircraft uh, type to break the sand barrier, was uh, in a dive in the early 1950s, was returning to its home base after taking part in the Duxford Air Show near Cambridge when it experienced a failure that prevented the undercarriage being lowered, forcing the pilot to perform an emergency gear-up landing. Stephen Canning, a reader of the Aviatius, filmed a successful belly landing at Yeovilton. The clip shows the uh, pilot releasing the canopy as soon as the Sea Vixen touches the runway in order to escape the cockpit as fast as possible and the aircraft sliding up the runway pretty much under control and closely followed by emergency vehicles until it comes to a rest. Foxy Lady first flew on September the 23rd, 1963, was delivered to 899 Squadron at Royal Naval Air Service Yeovilton on December the 18th, 1963. It was retired from active service in August 1971, and it's currently operated by Fly Navy Heritage Trust Navy Wings from Yeovilton. Now, it's a real shame, really. Obviously, like I said, the last uh, airworthy one of these aircraft flying and um, obviously I've re have read some reports after this that said that although it has been damaged they do fully intend on getting the damage repaired and maybe having it back into the um, the you know the air show circuit before the end of this yeah. year I mean I tell you what just have, having been watching that um, as you were reading that story Carlos if you are listening to the audio version that clip came from the aviation the avian aviationist um, and then if you search the uh, the sea vixen you'll almost certainly find that video it's on their YouTube channel as well um, but so that is a one heck of an impressive landing oh yeah yeah I mean my goodness me because it was a hydraulic failure, wasn't it? That's why they yeah, lost couldn't, the couldn't uh, lower the landing. landing yeah. lower, lower the landing. I mean, it was just yeah, really, just really good fair dues to the uh, to the pilot of that. Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. These um, these Sea Vixens used to operate from the uh, British aircraft carriers, mm. and uh, they were capable, um, well, capable of um, you know flying at Mach one. Wow, but they are um, a, a fine looking aircraft, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was 145 of these actually built, mm. uh, used by the Royal Navy. But like I said, there's this one, which is the only flying version. Mm. And there is also, just as an offshoot from this, there is one of these um, in the Royal Navy colours in the Aviation Museum in Malta. Okay, right, okay. <laughs> You and your Malta Aviation Air Museum. Honestly, what you like. Okay, I'm going to take the next story then. This is on the ITV.com website. And the headline is Restored and Repainted RAF Aircraft to Go on Display in Yorkshire. A newly repainted RAF aircraft is to go back on display. Yes, it is in military grey before you start, Al. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the Yorkshire Air. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm just having rhubarb crumble and uh, right. custard and ice cream. So while, while we're doing the story. Okay, for the Blackburn Buccaneer. 
uh, is that right, Buccaneer? Yeah, yeah that's Buccaneer, right. Yeah, yeah which yeah. Uh, was built and tested in Yorkshire in 1964, has been given back, uh, has been given back in its original livery, which is quite nice. The aircraft has been at the museum in Eve- Eving- Elv- Elvington uh, since it flew into retirement in 1991. First flew on the 5th of June 1964, the home on Spalding Moor, York, and uh, then went uh, to the Royal Aircraft Experimental Test Facility in Bedford, and then on to HMS Eagle for sea trials, including work on HMS Hermes and HMS Ark Royal. In 1965, it went to the USA for hot weather testing and, on its return flight, became a record-breaker by becoming the first fleet air arm aircraft to fly the transatlantic route non-stop and unrefueled from Goose Green to Lossiemouth. Uh, there's no doubt that the Buccaneer XN974 now looks absolutely pristine in the striking sea grey colours with white undersides and fleet air arm decals as if it had just come off the production line at Blackburn's Bro uh, factory. It really is a thing of beauty and it's a tribute to the skills of Andre Tempest as an aircraft painter and Grant Sparks and other aircraft heritage volunteers who have contributed greatly to the project and i'll just pop a little picture up of of that there which it, i mean it really is i mean they've done a nice job of it yeah. it's not quite military grade there are there is a hint of green as well al it's it's very do, exciting do you have um, do you have time for me to tell you a little buccaneer story of course always have time okay well uh, um going back to um uh the uh, gulf war number one um a good friend of mine was uh with the air force on the buccaneers and of course, everybody was all sort of tooling up to go out to the Middle East to undertake uh, the Gulf War. And uh, my mate was um, very despondent because the Buccaneers were about to be disbanded. And uh, quite candidly, as a 1960s aeroplane, they weren't going to have any involvement um, in this little fracas in the Middle East. So um, it's fair to say that the guys on the Buccaneers were um, quite peed off with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, a couple of weeks into uh, the Gulf War when the wind started to whip up and all of the high-tech jets from uh, both uh, the US and the UK all started to get grounded with sand and so forth. And you know what it's like when you get sand in your cracks. It's a bit annoying. Uh, right, yes. So, <laughs> um, so the next thing, uh, my, my friend is getting called up in their 1960s jet to go out to the, to the Gulf and to undertake some bombing. And actually... Uh, the Buccaneer did a fantastic job in in the Gulf War really? because it was completely unaffected. The technology was so archaic that the sand, you know, was the least of their yeah. problems really. Just a bit and, of dust, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, yet yeah, they they were able to uh, to undertake some uh, quite spectacular uh, bombing missions whilst all of the you know super duper snazzy jets were all grounded. Mm. Um, so. Um, uh, I'll elaborate slightly if I can. Um, there was uh, an incident that uh, took place where um, the wife of uh, a aforementioned friend was contacted uh, by uh, the station commander, and she immediately thought, "Oh no, you know, her husband had, uh, you know, either been captured or shot down and whatever." But no, he'd simply sent messages through dispatches saying that he needed his squash racket sending out. <laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> it's fair to say that when my friend returned back to the UK, <clears throat> she killed him. Right, yes. So ironically, it's a shame he wasn't lost in battle. Yes, so, so there we are, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I aircraft did an absolutely blinding job in the Gulf. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Th- these were actually replaced by the Panavia Tornado, <clears throat> which is what, uh, what you know came in after the Buccaneers were phased out. Yeah, but the tornado um, all fell apart with the sand. That was part yeah. of the problem. Also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Part of, part of the issue, yeah. That's so incredible. The, uh, last one, uh, Owen, if you want to take it. Uh, so the next one is finally a Boeing story. Woo! Woo! Uh, <laughs> and can I just mention that I've sacrificed the melting of my ice cream to tell you that story. Oh, no. So I hope that you appreciate that. We did. <laughs> Always. <laughs> we did. Absolutely. Yeah. Any kind of food crisis, obobviously, we're aware of the importance there. And once again, as always... Thank some fresh ice cream in the post <laughs> to replace it. <laughs> right, okay. Oh, Britain is cold enough. You could probably use it. <laughs> well, that's true. You could indeed. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, so this is from RT.com, and uh, this says, Boeing's stealthy Pegasus air tankers re- to refuel USAF jets in complete darkness. So... Uh, the first air tanker in the wor- in world military history that can refuel planes in complete darkness is undergoing tests ahead of the expected U.S. Air Force acquisition. A total of 179 of Boeing's KC-46 Pegasus tankers will be delivered by the end of 2017. The new fleet of aerial gas stations <laughs> are set to replace their predecessors, As the KC-135 Strato tankers, which have been in service since the Eisenhower administration. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's been in service a while then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In an emergency, the new KC-46 is also capable of carrying over 100 troops, 54 medical patients, or a 65,000 pounds, 29,500 kilos uh, of cargo, reports CNN Money. The US Department of Defense has allotted 3.1 billion of its requested 2018 budget of billion to pay for just 15 of the tankers. The Pegasus boasts an array of aerial countermeasures to defend uh, against anti-air missiles. It also houses a suite of high-definition cameras and infrared lights which allow it to carry out stealthy mid-air refueling operations. The gas station attendant commands a high-tech system which includes a stereo... uh, stereoscopic cameras with 185 degree stereoscopic stereoscopic Mm. thank you very much stereoscopic yes stereoscopic move on Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yes special cameras with 185 degree visibility projected through 3D glasses to give the boom operator complete depth perception the project has yeah. been given somewhat of a coup for Boeing as uh, U.S. military top brass have remained sceptical throughout the project's development. The first successful lights-out test was carried out in December when the KC-46 refueled a massive C-17 cargo plane in pitch-black skies. Not as sceptical as the guy who's on the rope who gets hauled out to clean the windscreen. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I have to say it's uh, yeah. The, the big uh, the, the story that Al just told us a little while ago um, has been met with great disappointment because everybody was expecting it to be some kind of hideous joke. And uh, although I have to say, uh, uh, maybe maybe when the show finishes, Al, perhaps you could tell us the story about the dwarf, the nun, and the roller skates. I would very much uh, like to hear that story, but not right now. Let's finish the show first. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, absolutely, and I do have to point out that that story emanates from Amsterdam, so you can oh. fill in the gaps. Yourself. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, all right. Never mind. Yeah. 
absolutely, I'm there. <laughs> and moving on. Okay, good. Yeah, so that, uh, that, that's a, a fairly amazing story. Yeah. It's amazing in the fact that really they're really actually... Balls. Sorry? Who mentioned ping pong balls? No, no, no. nobody mentioned. Anyway, it is amazing, isn't it, Owen? <laughs> to well, refuel no, it, at night. It, it, it's no, that's not yeah. the amazing thing. Okay, yeah. the amazing I, thing is that they're replacing what uh, the 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 KC one three fives that were the uh, they derived from the seven oh sevens. Am I right? Uh, uh, those Stratocruisers. It's amazing that they're replacing mm. them uh, <laughs> only now, yeah. after, after how so many years, decades? Yeah, Remember the B fifty two we were standing under at uh, Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah a few weeks absolutely. back, and you know, they've yeah. given they've they've given them another fifty plus years. Yeah, of, um, I know. Yeah, of That's, of life, which yeah, is absolutely. amazing, it, absolutely it, it amazing. Incredible. Yeah, it's. Uh, so we have got uh, some uh, uh, an email that we had mm-hmm. into the the studio today and okay. uh, yeah we had uh, some because f- we do like feedback we don't get much feedback so mm-hmm. when we do get some feedback yeah you know we we've we, actually uh, got some some viewers and listeners left then yeah we? yeah, so. we, yeah, yeah we do get people listening to the show. nobody's more surprised than us al i won't lie <laughs> so we had uh, we had had a nice lovely email from richard <laughs> nash if the, if the truth be told they're, they're only sitting here filling in the gaps because apg starts more or less straight after us so they're, <laughs> they're only sitting here watching us because they're waiting for that to start. Oh, i didn't realize yeah. they were doing after <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, killing time. Yeah. So we had uh, we had an uh, email sent in from Richard Nash, and uh, he was um, talking I've about. I just had a brilliant idea. Sorry, uh, Richard Nash. I do do apologise. <laughs> exactly, apologise. <laughs> Why don't you see how long you can spin plain talking UK out for to delay <laughs> APG? <laughs> I couldn't do I that. Uh, to, to the ledger, two or three hours left in this. <laughs> Okay. If to we all get Googling, we can find some old stories <laughs> that we can resurrect. There are definitely more Ryanair stories. No, 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 it's fine. No, uh, I w- do you know, I wouldn't wow, allow... Ca- right flyer takes to the skies <laughs> this Kansas Express. The legend that is Captain Jeff, I could not do that to him. I would <sighs> kill the stream personally. I couldn't do it to him, mate. It's, uh, it's not on. So anyway. can we get on? Yeah, all right, yeah. Anyway, oh, anyway, you're going to read the email now, completely right, yes. uninterrupted. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. So, as I was saying... <laughs> Four years ago. That was very yeah. Terry Wogan, by the way. So, as I was saying, as I was four saying, years ago, yes. <laughs> on BBC Radio 2, yes. um, <laughs> we, uh, we uh, had an email from Richard Nash, and uh, this was about a story that we had, of, uh, I think it was last week, about the, the guy, the ramp worker, who had oh, the, the headset. Uh, the headset. Yeah, 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 he yeah, was, it was kind, of being, week, yeah. kind of being pulled along by yeah. the aircraft <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was uh, being pushed back. As you do. So, uh, <laughs> Richard's written, uh, hello, hello, hello. I had to uh, chuckle at one of this week's news items as the exact same thing happened to me many years ago. I was on the headset for pushback of a JMC Airbus A320. Ah, JMC, I remember those aircraft. Uh, The airline. Uh, Pushback complete. Huh? (laughs) Hey now. Anyway, carrying on. Both engines running and I was just waiting for the all clear from the captain that I was clear to disconnect when the aircraft started rolling forward. Whoa. I tried to call the captain, but to him, uh, to no reply. I quickly pulled the headset out and ran out of the way. Yeah, I can After the event, I wondered if I would, uh, if, uh, it, 
it uh, would have been safer to just stand there and let the aircraft taxi over my head with me standing between the main gear. Had I tripped or got caught in the cable, I would have been in the perfect location for the engine to go right over me and maybe maybe suck me in. And if that didn't get me, then the main gear may have rolled over me. Right. I learned a very important lesson that day. Although aircraft are pretty big and loud, never turn your back on them. No. You never know when <laughs> no, they when might sneak, sneak up, up on, on you. you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I like it. Thank you for that uh, email, Richard. Mm. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for that Brilliant. indeed. Yeah. But Jay, I remember James. See that? Green, I think they had a green kind of livery on there. The cabin crew had like spacesuits. Did they? They had, they, they, yeah, they, they had um, very cling fitting t shirts. Right. Okay. Um, very cling fitting trousers. Uh, oh, my. Right. And bright silver jackets, as in sort of like, you know, outdoor things. Okay. But, Oh, there we go. JMC, yeah, they were founded in 2000, ceased operations in 2003. Oh, wow, they, they, they lasted a long time. They were actually rebranded as Thomas Cook Airlines. Oh. So oh, there okay. we go. Yeah. Oh, and actually, JMC, I never realised this till I just researched their thing on uh, Wikipedia, but JMC... Oh, well, if it's in Wikipedia, it must be 100% uh, no. completely JMC accurate. <laughs> actually used to operate, apart from Boeing and Airbus, they used to operate two uh, McDonnell Douglas DC-10s. Ah, yes, they did. Is, uh, yeah, which is uh, quite interesting there. But they were the first, JMC were the first UK operator to use the Boeing 757-300. So there we go. JMC. <laughs> so thank, anyway, thanks for that story, Richard Nash. We Don't forget, yep, if you want to... 757-300 left its mark on many a runway. Yeah, and it left its mark on Matt it's Smith. It's left, left its mark on me, thank you very much <laughs> and all. But uh, <laughs> no, if you... Uh, I, I don't recommend it for anything other than, anything longer than about three or four hours. <laughs> If you want to send us uh, some feedback mm. into the show, please do send us your feedback. Podcast at plaintalkinguk.com is the email address. Yeah, or if you want to, uh, as a lot of people do, just use the little contact form on our website. That works out very yeah. well. And we, uh, it arrives here at the same location. It does, but, yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Barbara's got a suggestion, actually, for the APG jingle that we keep asking. She, uh, she says that, uh, I was hoping the APG jingle would be Captain Nick recorded as saying, I love Acme Red's Boeing fleet, and put together as a little rap jingle. Jingle. I think that would be quite. I think that could work. I think that I would think, be really quite magical. Captain Jeff would be a good rapper. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that. Well, that's kind of about really it, I suppose, for, it? for the show. I, I, if there's any other habits of housework we've got. Any, to do. any other homework? Yes. So uh, how how's things been with you anyway, Al? Beans, we've got you on here. What's uh, what's been going on in the world of Captain Al? Obviously, you've been to Naples he, today. Yes. Yeah, well, of course, he went to Pittsburgh as well. He went to yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, well, as uh, Zoeen will testify to, um, the, the UK sort of summer season is from May till the end of October. So what with uh, half term being this week, it's been phenomenally busy. Oh, yeah. um, all the flights have been rammed and yeah. um, it just it just sort of comes at you like a like a ton of bricks, really. The, mm. the, the winter, you just kind of tick over and, and then just all of a sudden... Yeah. Yeah. Everything just gets that much more harder. Everywhere's busy. Mm. From no the May Bank holiday, staff. it was absolutely. Yeah. I took the May Bank holiday off very, very, very well wisely, done. <laughs> uh, as I found out this bank holiday when yeah. it was absolutely Absolute hideous mental. Yeah. Does that, I mean just on a serious note? Obviously, it's not. Um, you know, from a cab, from cabin crew's point of view, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but obviously from a cabin 
crew's point of view it is hideously um you know so much busier when when it's literally every seat is rammed and all that kind of thing but i mean from from your point of view al i mean other than potential delays i suppose we're trying to get so much kit and you know everyone trying to get everything either underneath or in or in the the overhead bins and that does it does a a a, a very full flight have much of an impact on you as a as a as a pilot yeah there's there's lots of um aspects i mean if you remember back to those those heady days when you used to drive a coach it what used to hold 50 passengers something like that 55 yeah absolutely yeah so if you sort of over a period of a few months get used to having sort of 20 or 30 people on it and yep. then all of a sudden you start having 55 yeah well then everything takes a lot longer to get people on it takes a lot longer to get all the bags on mm. Typically over the winter, generally people are just travelling with handbags. Now they're taking, yeah. you know, 35 kilo suitcases <laughs> yeah, for a week yeah, in, yeah. in Benidorm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then, of course, it's just volume of people going through the terminals, volume uh, of people trying to get on, volume various of bags. Different uh, clientele as well. It, You've got a lot of stag then, parties, yeah, then, hen parties, all of which are going to affect you in terms of, well, mm. they're more likely to be... Behaviour. Yeah. Mm disruptive yeah have you i mean have you ever had a disrupted flight al like because of the uh, yeah pain? yeah once or twice they, they are to be perfectly honest um relatively uncommon right and i'm, pl- um, I'm, pl- I'm very pleased to hear that well with royal yeah, jet obviously yeah well i mean it, it, and the the cabin crew for most of the good airlines and i i include heart jet in this you know have good uh personal skills to be able to de-escalate situations and to try to just get people to understand that there's a time and a place for everything and if you do that in the right way yeah. the majority of sort of hem parties stack do's that sort of stuff you know your, your rugby trips mm. they can all be sort of just sort of calm down a bit and and there well, will take be down to a level of who, who will see yeah. that you know okay lads let, let's just calm down a bit you know someone will yeah. take the lead as it were yeah. Yeah. so the actual sort of incidents um whereby you know you have serious disruption yeah. i mean i can't remember if you've run the story recently of the the guy who tried to set fire to a, an yes, aircraft toilet yeah, on the way did. to, to sharm yeah. el sheikh yeah. well he's recently at appeal had his sentence doubled wow good yeah and that's that's the courts you know making it very clear that they mm. they view you know serious disruption on board aircrafts mm. um in a very uh you know uh bad light if you like and and they they will take serious action against those who who do that Mm. so um i think that sends out a little bit of a message but there there are ways of de-escalating the situation so it's not a common occurrence i have had one or two wow Um, occasionally um we will have passengers who've been um disruptive but haven't you know necessitated a a diversion who uh, for them to be allowed to travel on their return flight will have to sign additional uh, terms of carriage so it will say it will specify in a letter that they have to sign that uh, you know they, they won't behave in the same manner that they yeah. were they're not to be served alcohol they will surrender their passport to the crew etc etc and this sets out a very precise legal framework with regards to if you disrupt the flight again then you know you are going to become liable financially for yeah. uh, the outcome and generally speaking when passengers and it doesn't happen very often either are presented with these additional terms of carriage they are very very uh, contrite and wouldn't say boo to a goose and you know well 
you know, when they're asked would they like a drink, they'll say, can I have a lemonade, please? Right, yeah. Okay. They've, they've almost learnt their lesson, almost. Yeah, so, absolutely. Well, Something. it does get very, very serious very, very quickly, because mm. I know there was uh, two incidents in in, uh, in Harpchet very recently that um, they, they gave them lifetime bans and wow. uh, I think it was £1,500 in fines. And those particular incidents didn't necessitate a diversion they were just being disruptive to the point where uh where police were called on arrival so mm-hmm. i mean really? very very quickly we'll we'll use the authority that we have on board to get police involved to uh ensure that they don't fly uh with us again so i mean any tiny little thing will is enough to 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 i suppose to to put people uh, mm. to learn to get people to learn their lesson, really. Indeed, and I've not googled it, but the 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 chap who decided he was going to set fire to an aircraft toilet, I think at appeal, was uh, sentenced to prison for an excess of nine years. Yeah, wow. yeah. Um, so that sends out quite a you know quite a strong that, that's message, more than a slap it? on the yeah. wrist. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. that's um, you know that that's a good part of your life spent behind bars. And hours. that guy, uh, you know, it was testified in court that he had. Good char- a previous good character, and that he was ex-army, and that yep. as well. So it, it's mm. <laughs> it's not like uh, these people weren't trusted in the past. Yeah. You know, these are people who who previously were very trusted by by the state, even, yeah. uh, and now getting handed re- really well. I, I, I suppose fair uh, fair I, sentences. I, d- I genuinely don't see it as a bad thing, though. I, I think no, it, no, I, I think I think that you know p- people are a little bit sort of too. I don't know, almost like I, I suppose. I suppose it's, it, it comes with the fact that now can't, flying is so much more accessible to anyone, and and you know perhaps a few people just need to be you know reminded that actually flying is a privilege, and you know you, there are different rules when you're in the air as to how you behave on the ground, and you know the sooner everybody realises that. The sooner we stop reading out these, frankly, very annoying stories. I well, mean, I, I don't know if they are that different to being on the ground. They're just, uh, you're in a much tighter space. You're in a, a much smaller environment. So the, the consequences are that much bigger. Therefore, uh, the risks of said behavior are that much greater. And uh, it's, it's, tougher, it's got tougher sentences. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, candidly, uh, an airliner is not a pub. Yes, so, uh, no, yes. You know, <laughs> and there are yes. there are Very levels well of behaviour that are acceptable in a pub, and there are levels of behaviour that aren't. Yeah. But either way, um, you know, an airliner is not not a pub, no. and there you know there are invariably children on board when we're talking about you know bad yeah. language mm. and poor behaviour, especially are, during these half you know, times. There are as well. acceptable levels of dress. Yeah. And, and you know, <sighs> we have had a case. No leggings. <laughs> leggings. That, yeah. Leggings. That, that the ground staff have said, you know. You know, you cannot come on board as a nun on roller skates. No. <laughs> I, I'm surprised these people get through security because uh, was it two weeks ago? I was at the airport and uh, this was before check-in. Yeah, uh, they weren't checking with Harpjet, surprisingly enough. But <laughs> what, a, what, what a surprise! <laughs> uh, but uh, but they were wearing um, what seemed to be a diaper. Uh, that was it. Oh. No shoes, no nothing. Okay. Uh, Just for the benefit of our English listeners, that's a nappy. Yeah. 
<laughs> a nappy. Uh, okay, uh, that's a, uh, to be fair. Lane, Lane uh, has a great point in the chat room. There, he thinks that we should blame it all on uh, Kofef. Kofef. The uh, the Donald Trump um, word that has been invented. Oh, uh, yes. that's right. Go I genuinely think that we should, as Lane says, uh, Lane Street says, let, let's blame it on that. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. So, right. what's uh, what's the schedule for uh, for the next flight then, Al? Where you? What sunny destination are you off to next? Um, I'm off tomorrow, and then. Uh, you caught me slightly on the hop now, so just just bear with me. And I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> the week. Checking up on his yeah, Spectrum uh, Plus it's just, two. It's just for our, our, you know, the various chat room stalkers. They'll yeah, want to absolutely. know immediately where you're so, going. You're, you're, you're not by any off. chance going to Ibiza on Sunday, are you? No, Sunday's Faro. Okay. Oh, uh, right, Monday okay. Naples. Uh, Tuesday Faro. Uh, Wednesday Naples? Malaga. Oh. Thursday Faro. Malaga. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> I love Malaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do like Faro, don't you? And and yeah. Naples. Yeah, kind of getting that. Yeah, that, that thing there. I think I'm going to Cagliari on the same day. You're going to Naples. Who? So okay. Same, same sort of. That's uh, easy for you Cagney to say. Cagliari, Lacy. <laughs> Cagliari, Lacy. You hear that? It, yeah. it, it is Cagliari, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, You pronounced it perfectly, better than I. Could do. <laughs> <laughs> so what yeah. about uh, what about you so then? To be perfectly honest, oh. I mean you're right with Cagliari, Lacy. I was more of a Dempsey and Make piece. Quite, yeah, 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 yeah. A bit of quality, a bit of quality. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I did like the Magnum PI anyway. But uh, no, yeah. Owen. Owen, what? Uh, what? Oh, what where where are, are you off? Uh, <laughs> off to? So I've got a, a very interesting week. I've got uh, Ibiza and then Poitiers in France on Sunday. That's both on Sunday. Uh, a home stand by Ibiza and there on Sunday. Yeah, Ibiza and back to Stansted, then to Poitiers and back. God, you agree? So, uh, so that that is <laughs> going to be a long, yeah, long, day. A long day. Uh, then. Monday morning I'm on a home standby a Tuesday would be Cagliari Wednesday is Las Palmas so that's a, a very long flight um, and then Thursday is Palma de Mallorca ah, and then I'm off for three days again there'll oh. be 400 stag do's and hen parties and everything on there uh, well <laughs> to be, yeah yeah. I mean Palma de Mallorca would probably be the, yes. the the toughest of those but uh, as have you got any uh, Saturday Palmas on your forthcoming roster uh, no but uh, what was I doing I did a Malaga on Saturday two weeks ago and that was bit mental okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually just for the benefit of our uk listeners if you take yourselves over to channel five uh tonight which is now which is exactly now on channel five there is a program just starting called the secret life of the long haul flight it's about you really Qantas haven't got the hang of this a380 Martin. what you want to do is to say in an hour's time go to channel five plus one, plus one. Yeah. yes okay in an yeah. hour's can, time go to channel five program. plus one you, 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 you genuinely <laughs> suggesting that you've had enough now and you just want the, you know the, the listeners to push off <laughs> no no not at all no what, yeah. I, what i was actually thinking was all our listeners will have uh, kind of uh, like i have here a uh, uview box and we'll just go to my app here now and just oh, click oh, on oh he's doing it now look oh, he's literally doing it now yeah I'm upset the uh, yeah the, the, does this mean our TV's <laughs> going to stop working in a minute yeah oh, that's a point I've just remembered it's not plugged into the router <laughs> right good excellent oh. uh, so uh, is there a channel 5 plus 1 
Captain, now we're getting yes, lots of requests oh, in the okay. chat room. We're getting lots of requests in the chat room, really? please, for a full-on Welsh accent. Is that something that you can facilitate us with? Well, there's no tidy, isn't it? So <laughs> there I was, you see, and I was sat on a park bench, and this man came up to me and he said, uh, "Are you reading that newspaper that you're sat on?" And I said, "No, no, you're you're welcome to it." So he said, "Well, you're sat on it," and I said, "Yes, yes, but you you are welcome to it." So he said, well, how can I read it when you're sat on it? And I said, well, I don't know, but you didn't ask, did you? <laughs> you just said, are you reading it? So what can I do? Okay, right. I was a little bit worried where that was going for a minute. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit nervous, but I do love it. I, I, it's like, do, do you know, I mean, my generation and you, you, you uh, Owen, I don't think you'll ever have heard of what I'm about to say out loud because you're like, you know, five minutes old. But it's just like, it's, it's that whole, uh, every time I hear a Welsh accent, it always makes me think of Ivor the Engine. I love... Oh, Thomas the Tank? No, Ivor. No. <laughs> no, just Ivor the engineer. It's just like, it's, oh, I just love it. I thought you were going to say Shadwell, see? I thought you were you were going to talk about John Sparks' character, Shadwell. <laughs> Shadwell, who lives in a flat on his own in London. Quite a scary thought. Okay, really. but anyway, I think we're a little bit, we're a little bit off topic. We've gone off topic, so man. We're going, what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up. What, uh, actually, what I think, what I think we should set Al a challenge, and the challenge is that for his next flight, <laughs> uh, when he goes to is it, Fa- is it your Faroe next one? No, Faroe Isles are somewhere to the north of Scotland. It's Faroe. <laughs> all right, Faroe. All right, Faroe. All right, all right. Politically correct, man. So on on your on, well, this well, they is are it, quite on, different from what you know. There's quite a distance yeah, between the two. Yeah. To be fair, on I think on <laughs> some uh, weather differences too. On yeah. Al on Al's next flight to yes. Faroe. Yes, he should do the entire PA. With a Welsh accent? No, I don't think he should. Uh, <laughs> well, come on. I don't on know if he's board. allowed to. Is he? <laughs> I'd love of to hear. It. I did my PS and Irish nice, for that year, last fight. Thank you for joining me on the aeroplane. <laughs> going to go flying now, then, isn't it? So it might get a little bit noisy, but don't be put off by it. It's quite normal. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not too sure there'll be many yeah. passages left. I love it. We're getting we're getting loads of things in the chat room here. With Richard King, especially, he's got. <laughs> We've got the eyeballs there. Anyway, uh, that is where well, we Well, the Airbus bring... is powered by steam, I oh, suppose. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. No, I will not hear. You know, don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. Anyway, that's anyway, true that... Boeing Airbus rivalry. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah, we do genuinely do. Finally. Absolutely. After so, how many years? <laughs> yeah. before... only, only the two. It feels like a lot longer, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> so before we finish the show, then... It's significantly more modern than the L-1011, which was cold. <laughs> anyway, where's, where's the button here? We're going we're gonna to turn Al's <laughs> microphone off. No, we're not. No, we're not. Flown by a pterodactyl <laughs> and a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <sighs> so, anyway, Al. Uh... Joseph and Mary with the two cabin crew on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is where we are going to bring episode number 167 of the Plain Talking UK podcast to a close. We're going to say a big thank you to our resident captain, Al, for joining us and say thank you, Al, for your input. As always, you've been an absolute legend. Yes. Sorry. That's tidy, isn't it? Love it. Absolutely. Because there were also, I should just stress, there were also comments in the chat room about, well, they said a Suffolk accent. I was very offended by that. It's actually a Norfolk accent. Um, so any last... Any yeah. last uh, it's weird because I have no accent at all, do I? No, you're... Lincoln Scottish. I'm Scottish. So, any last words from you, Captain Al? <laughs> no, thank you. Right. right. <laughs> so, thank you. 
this lag and yeah. Skype is a, a yeah, godsend, yeah, yeah. isn't it? I was going to say, any last words from you, Al? <laughs> Stop it. It's been very good. Behave. <laughs> um, well, yes, I'd just like to say um, thank you very much for the, uh, the invitation, as usual. Um, um, thank you always. for bothering to send me the new stories. Quite frankly, I don't know why you bothered because I don't have a look at them until the show starts. They're all maybes anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all maybes oh. anyway. They didn't actually happen. So, Al, it's, as oh. always, it has been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much for giving up uh, your evening. You must be very tired. Bless you. It's been I, I'm quite tired, but I'm pleased to see that we're nearly nine minutes into Jeff's show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Owen, it's like having a piece of Owen. furniture that safely arrives. <laughs> here in the studio great to have you here thank as you well. very much for just as well he wasn't you, delivered by Royal Mail then. Owen again that's just not acceptable <laughs> no, behaviour no, I'm he's sorry. a valuable well, part of the community it, it and... did. We, we all have to have a hobby uh, yeah, absolutely <laughs> no, thank you thank you Owen for joining us this evening yeah. thanks for your making the trip across uh, the world to come and see us here yeah, thank you very much yeah. for having in, me and uh, thank you Matt in for the east uh, of England. <laughs> bringing me bring me down here yeah, it's part of fun and uh, well where can people find us, Matt? You know. Oh uh, yes, uh, yes. Oh, you want me to? Oh right, okay. You yes. Can so, do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'll find us under a stone somewhere, basically. So it is. Uh, John Inch, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah www.playtalkinguk.com is the website. Uh, you can find us on any of the decent uh, platforms for your audio. Um, uh, podcast so iTunes Stitcher um, Podcast World all, o- all those things is all available from there in fact we're also now available from TuneIn for anyone that's, anyone who's got the TuneIn app our podcast is available Very to download good. to and listen to uh, via that uh, if you want to email the show please we love to get your feedback it's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com uh, you can also use the contact form on the website to send uh, anything you want as I say we love get you don't uh, we love to get audio feedback but obviously just a letter like Richard did earlier please do just send us an email uh, it would be our great pleasure to read it out on the show and of course uh, all the usual uh, social media feeds so it's facebook.com forward slash plain talking UK and uh, on Twitter our Twitter handle is at plain talking UK so we are going to be back well hopefully next week uh, for our lawsuits next permitting yeah, lawsuits. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely yeah indeed for our next show I think uh, we're going to go for probably the same oh, we're going to go for Friday again aren't we again uh, uh, right next, okay next yes that, I think that's fine and hopefully yeah. hopefully can't you go an hour later just to wind Jeff up no, even more no <laughs> no, no we, we can't, can't go no. <laughs> anyway oh. uh, that is where we bring episode number 160 oh I will just say actually before oh. we finish I am trying show. Jeff I am trying honestly it's no, just not it's, <laughs> No, this this is what piece this of TriStar are you this, trying to no, buy no, off no. auction now? No, I I'm gonna I'm not, on a serious note actually on a serious note I'm just gonna give a quick quick plug actually to one of our um, podcast friends uh, he's actually one of the presenters over at the Airplane Geeks. Okay, oh, I thought and, for one uh, minute you're gonna start plugging Pip's show as soon as he can't be bothered. No, no, <laughs> no. No, I was gonna give a, I was gonna quick give a quick mention actually to uh, to Max Trescott. Uh, those of you who know Max mm. Trescott one of the hosts over at the Airplane Geeks uh, show. He's actually got his own podcast out now, which I started to listen to this week. I'm nearly up to date now with the shows he's done. Uh, it's the Aviation News Talk uh, podcast. Uh, you'll find Is it, it on any iTunes. Good? And it's actually really, really, really good. If any guys are interested in uh, general aviation stuff, your Cessnas, your, your Pipers, your Moonies and stuff, and uh, you want to listen to, uh, to, to Max 
just talk about all the latest news and reviews on some of the uh, you know the latest GA stuff that's going on in the world. Yeah, take yourself uh, self over to iTunes uh, and listen to his show on there, Aviation News Talk. It's on there. Like I said, I listened to it this week. It's, it's really really good. So well done, Max Trescott for uh, for that. And uh, yeah, and take yourself over to. Uh, he's actually got maxtrescott.com. If you go over to there, there's a link on cool. his web website. Yeah, aviationnewstalk.com. Uh, and yeah. uh, it's available. It sounds like on, a great show. I'll have uh, to uh, add that to Google my list. It is music. actually really, really. I'm not, not all joking aside. It's really, really good. He's uh, one of the latest episodes I listened to. He was talking about the Cirrus, uh, the SR22 and stuff, and going into quite depth detail on that. So yeah good one to listen to another one to add to the 34 podcasts that i currently listen to each week well there we are so that is where we're going to bring the show to a close big thanks to Just everyone in the chat the room <laughs> Big thanks to everyone who has joined us. Oh, no, in I, I, I just wanted to say that I, I do wish to apologise to Richard for interrupting his, his feedback earlier. And I did think that it was actually a very interesting and apt piece of aviation feedback and far more relevant than sort of ice cream, scones, rhubarb crumble and whatever. So, uh, so um, yes, well done, Richard, for actually trying to bring something aviation related to the show. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's nice to get those anecdotes, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And, you know... We, um, we're all very um, sort of aware of the fact that the, the ground staff are in quite a perilous position down there whilst we're sat inside. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's worth knowing. But I'm really not convinced that walking backwards is the right thing because then the tug will just drive you over. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. in, in, in that vein, um, thanks to all the ground crew that are out there to keep the, uh, us guys in the air uh, flying and keep us... Uh, keep us in the air. Um, You're all doing it on purpose, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, no. So anyway, it, just keep chucking those suitcases in. They'll bounce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so as I was saying, yeah, <laughs> that's where we're going to bring episode 167. Um, breaking seven. news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more breaking news. Thanks yeah, to absolutely. everyone who's joined us in the chat room. Don't forget, take yourselves over to uh, the uh, airline pilot guy show. <laughs> go and uh, go and hassle the uh, hassle the Jeff. Yeah, and uh, hopefully he'll have Nick and Steph with him on the show this week uh, so take yourselves over there thanks again to everyone in the chat room who's joined us this evening uh, thanks Cheryl thank you Cheryl Mandrake love the show today you guys rock oh, oh, thank, you, Cheryl. thank you very much yeah okay yes uh, oh so and yes for your information Barbara yes I do listen to 134 uh, podcasts so yeah that's it so anyway that's all we're going to bring the show to a close so thanks for everyone for joining us uh, take care have a fantastic weekend and uh, yeah, enjoy yourselves. Uh, Just before we go, <laughs> and, no, that is really it. So, last words. Actually, no, I'm not going to say that. So, thanks, Al. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have a lovely day, Absolutely. old boy. And uh, <laughs> on anyway, a final note, on a final note, uh, and, uh, and finally, yeah, and finally. Absolutely. So, so from, <laughs> so from me, Carlos. It's. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Your star.